Hey, my name is Rachel Antrell. I play Commander Non on Star Trek Discovery. Welcome to Timeline Talks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live in Technicolor from the beautiful Hollywood Hills, California. The show where the total retail price of their advice is zero dollars. This is Timeline Talks. Featuring guest stars, Lord the Action Slayer Collector, Kapla, It Stars, and Garter. Also featuring, that's easy for you to say, it's Big Lick Marches. More like Commandive Suck, look out, it's Automaton 2000. And now, bring in the band's drinking beer that's too bad. Here's your host, Captain Idol. Yes, welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Timelines Talks, the premium number one exclusive show for all things Star Trek Timelines. I am your host, Captain Idol. I am joined by my three ever-faithful companions, Automaton 2000, Big McLarchuge, and Stars and Garters. Welcome, gentlemen, to another week. And I have to say, this week, okay, this week we are going to be the beacon of positivity, are we not? Are we not going to be the beacon? Last I, week... I was not notified of this in advance. <laughs> this uh... show sucks! <laughs> Uh, talk about the show all you like, but uh, all of a sudden I have something else I need to be doing now. So. Uh, okay, all right. Any, anyway, so no, maybe last week me and Stars got a little bit vitriolic and a little bit sort of a little bit on the negative side, and yeah, that was a had a few messages saying from Are you all right? And like maybe we're not. So I, I had a little bit of a break from the game. Thank you, Auto, for uh, keeping my dailies going <laughs> during that brief in. So we had a bit of a refresh. I would never log on a fellow no, player's account. I don't no, know. Of course you would. I actually. I actually Never. flew to Germany and gave you my phone. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, Do you even play on a phone? No, I play on my iPad. It's still a TOS violation, but you know, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, we haven't done that a few times. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we, we are going to have a positive, and thank you very much to jfreda 41 for just subscribing to us right now, and I don't Where, know why... Where's the, the red alert? I don't know. I don't know why that didn't trigger, so... God it does. changing the bulb so he didn't do it. You need I a manual button, you can I do need a manual. That's a good idea, actually. I will do that one. And also, thank you to Racing Linus for gifting out two, uh, two subs to our viewers as well. Uh, so thank you very much. Um... So first, quick announcements before we get into the meat of the show. Uh, we will be having another Star Trek Adventure stream soon. We had had put a bit of a day on it because we're all very busy people and we sort of uh, drifting between con <laughs> we are but drifting between continents is quite hard to organise sometimes. So we can only, kind of only do it on a weekend. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll put a, a date out to say when the part two of Stars' is amazing uh, next campaign shall be coming up. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. We'll see how many innocent science staff you can injure. This time, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still stuck on the part where you're blaming the delay on continental drift. Is that I mean, <laughs> is that? Yes, there's. A... I think he means the Pacific style of drift. Like we all have to be like compatible. No, it's the Tokyo drift. I just mm. stuck watching the Fast and Furious uh... over and over again. Um... Mm. <laughs> Torture. So this this show tonight, we're going to be spinning the wheel in a minute to uh, for our faithful viewers to win a sub. Uh, we will be going through various player resources that have updated this week. Uh, we'll go through the event crew, going to have a look at the Innovator Mega and the you know how that has shaped up over time. We're going to have another editions of the Timelines Talks Originals, or not totally not fake crew. Uh, this is going to be the Fair Haven edition. Yeah, 
Everyone's favorite. Oh, yeah. Everyone um, turns off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to we'll have talking- Maggie O'Halloran as a cow and other favorites. <laughs> Corsages for everyone. Um, and bad Irish accents. I will oblige. Tevin Critt, the game's first Tellarite, much demanded. Uh, Space Shatner. Uh, he went up there and he came back down and he's still here to talk about it. And maybe if we get time, if it's not too late, maybe we'll do a little bit of what the dub. But first of all. As we always do every week as a shout out, and this is going to be two weeks worth of shout outs because last week I was playing a Deep Space Nine game. Um, well, hold we on. Will... Oh. Before we get to the event stuff, I just Please. noticed Twitch has a little notification. If you're first time, uh, first time chatting in uh, on the show from a viewer, so Epilardus, welcome to the channel. Welcome. I have not seen that. Your, your um, service is appreciated. You are. Um, yes, so uh, event winners this week. So congratulations, first of all, to this Cisco one for getting a five of five, Calhaya Cisco. And by the way, uh, they have yeah, actually Cisco with a Cisco. That's Cisco crazy. with a Cisco. It's like it's fate. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, WRG actually changed right, the as- apostrophe to a curly one, which is to the dismay of myself and ineffable and anyone who writes spreadsheets. That's going to be a major difficulty in in the future. But so thank you for that, WRG. Um, other names to note in that event: Nolian at number six, Genosidanian uh, guest and um, moderator of the uh, sub, and number eight, our very own Big McLarge Huge at number ten. Yeah, Huzzah! get it. Uh, QA's Data at number 15, Maelstrom at 21, Karini at 25, uh, Blue Angel at 27, and the best name in all the game, Smokerhontus420 at number 48. <laughs> and uh, apparently, uh, some guy called Automaton420 uh, at 420. <laughs> 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 Automaton2000. Somebody's been baking brownies. <laughs> Get some. <laughs> Um, at How 51. How many beers did you have pre-show, by the way? Uh, one. beers. <laughs> They're just liquefied pot. Yeah. Um, big, it's before we talk bad. about the, the next week, Big, talk about talk us through your number 10 win on that one. How was that for you? Uh, well, actually, it's my second uh, top 10 finish in a faction event. Actually. Yeah, no, I, Well, because I didn't get a shout-out the first time, asshat. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> Division. I don't. I don't. I don't mess with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. The uh, the the first one was the uh, the Adira Tal, except it wasn't Adira Tal event, uh, which that worked out great for me because I ended up with both of those Adira mm. at uh, tons of stars. A but anyway, flock of Adira just coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It really wasn't something that I planned in advance. Uh. I had tried to go for top one hundred for the uh, human Saru. Uh, faction event mm. and i finished like 105th which is really painful and i still don't like thinking about it but uh as a result of that i completely bottomed out on everything that i had as far mm. as boosts and uh time reducers and all of that so this was right about when i had built back up to where i was thinking about maybe doing a run again and um yeah, it just seemed like there was nobody really pushing that hard early on. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just I'll go for it and see see how it works out. And thankfully, it worked out fantastically. I actually, I mean, it's weird to say, but it felt relatively easy to finish tenth in this. <laughs> I, well, why don't you just tear off your shirt and start flexing for us? That might be a little more subtle, you know. Yeah, you should just change your name to Big Much Log Huge NBD. <laughs> 
So did Mr. you, Mr. Worldwide? The question is, did you put the site on that on that Cisco? I have not yet. Uh, mostly because I want uh, I, I want to do some recaps, so I want to have all of my That's options open still. Yeah. So, cool. but if I make it out of recaps without an extra star on Cisco, he will be getting a site for sure. Excellent. By the way, as a smaller site, a lot of people are saying recaps look good this time, so maybe we'll do some kind of stream for it or mm. something. I don't yeah. know. Very well. That could well be on the cards. We shall work out what we're doing for that. Um, I'll just walk in with one dilithium crystal. Like, how many recaps can that get me, sir? <laughs> you can have a toothbrush and a novelty comb. Uh, right, so next I event for... Have blue. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> next event for uh, 5 of 5, uh, Hollow Engineer Zimmerman. LR's very own Flash was the winner for that, so congratulations to them. Ah, saviour of the universe. Um, Mahon, number two. Nolian, number six. And these are notable names that we know and recognise from viewers. And 12-hour voyages. No, this list is notable. Everyone else who wanted fuck you. No, fuck them. <laughs> uh, we are Borg, uh, number 11. <laughs> Blue Angel at 20. I am Kirok, number 21. Loki, 22. Automaton, tw 20. <laughs> I can't get your name right. <laughs> Bro. This guy at 25. Bro, how long have we been doing this show? <laughs> I just, I called you something else in my head. Uh, Evans of Wales at 29. Ishmael Marks, 37. SSR's very own Bry at 41. Genos again, 49. Big McLarge, huge at 50. And just stepping Ooh. ever so slightly out of the top 50. There's a little <laughs> Captain Idol. A number sixty-three, <laughs> just because I got there. You give yourself a shower. Out when I'm you're giving myself a shower. Fuck it. You because he knows it. because there's no way for anybody else to verify it. So because it's you not on the, the front page. Unless you score he's actually well, fifty percent below. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm going to open up this event hub, and mm, it appears I, that you're not actually there. No one can verify. <laughs> well, fine. I mean, I'll just put back my three or five Zimmerman. Never mind. Um, but yes. Yeah, so also, anyway. What's the, what's the point? <laughs> I've leveled him. He's a mortal bitch. Um, also, I mean, you're no stranger to a skirmish win. Like, how is this one for you? Because I was, my aim was, I want to get into top 50 so I can shout myself out, which I had to do anyway. But um, this this seemed to be quite a struggle to get that far up. But you're, you're, yeah, you're no stranger to the top ranks of the skirmishes. Like, what was the competition like at that area? Like, what made you not go and push for number one? So, gentlemen... 90% of the game is mental. Before you even pick up the phone, you know if you're going to win or lose the event. Now, it's... It, is this like that thing that people say in jail where, like, if you have the right mindset, there's only, like, two days that you're in jail, the day you go in and the day you wait out? It's like, <laughs> if, you, if you have the right mindset for skirmish, it's only the first ship back on lunch. No, you, you, you find the biggest ship in the yard and you kick its ass on day one. <laughs> That's what you Creighton, do. you're my bitch now, Creighton. You're my bitch. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so if, if you know what rank you're going for, it's not so bad. But mm. I figured, you know, I wanted a few copies. This is a good card. Uh, we recognize a lot of names in the top because a lot of you viewers uh, yeah. share the kind of, like the kind of crew that we like. Uh, you know, Voyager's a good staff. Players a good crew. Who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I wanted a few copies. I tell you what, if you don't know where you're going to land, it's a lot more difficult because I actually lived my life this weekend. So every time I pick up my phone, I'm like, dang, I should probably get back to Skirt Machine because a lot of people are ahead of me. So in that regard, it's not it's not nearly as fun, but at least you have a lot more free time. So um, I don't know if it's more competitive than usual, but 
you know, it's a skirmish, it's always competitive because yeah. there's great rewards attached. It's hard work. I mean, I think, you know, I don't often get that high in a skirmish. Like, I think I sat at about 4 million. I was looking at I was looking at top 50. I was thinking, oh, that's another 1 million VP in this now, like, Sunday night. I don't I don't have time for this. I will try and stay where I am so I can get my three copies. But, yeah, I yeah definitely chucked the extra two sites on Zimmerman and, and got him up. But did, did you do... Guys, did you put the... Big and, and uh, auto, did you put the sites on him? I know, Stars, you, you ranked... You were one fire... You were... One two hundred or something. I, you say? 50, I actually had to work this weekend, so I wasn't able to compete as much as I would have uh, liked yeah. to. I would have liked to get three copies. I only got the two at like yeah. five forty. I think. Um, but th- since I'm going to be doing recaps, that's not much of a problem. Like I'm hoping to get like at least one or two stars out of yeah. that. So not. Yeah, it, he will get cited at some point because he's just that good. Mm. Um, okay, let us move on, and we are going to be spinning the wheel. So thank you to all our subscribers and fans of, um, sorry, readers in the Discord for submitting show titles, and we are going to spin the wheel for everyone that put an entry on. So the wheel should be coming on the screen now. We are going to spin it and see who wins a sub to the site for this month. It shall be, drumroll please, Luxie! Congratulations, Luxie! Uh, let us know, because uh, I believe you have a sub at the moment. Let us know when your sub expires, and we will grant you the gift of a sub, which gives you access to our sub-only channel, which there might be a few little goodies in there, and also advert-free viewing on this channel. So bonus. That's, that's our current bonuses at the moment. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna you get hand... to be our friend. You do. You get to be our very special subscriber. And just as a, as a little clarification, all the subs that we raise go to. We'll be going to the charity. My vacation. We'll be, yeah, we we'll go to. <laughs> yeah, go to all those times. Also to the hot tub. A special program you're starting called Manuel Watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh we forgot the Mitchell Watch stuff this week. Uh, uh, next no, time. No, we'll do it next time. We've got plenty next time, of next time, yeah. um, But uh, just to let everyone know that all, all the subs and any donations that are coming will go to our next charity stream. I just literally have our first paycheck come through which was 63 dollars or no 63 pounds which is now sitting with us so that will be forwarded through to our next charity day we don't make any money off this we're not interested in that so all your subs go straight to the charity we actively lose money in fact we do yeah <laughs> well i do <laughs> but no it's all, all the fun. people watching right now are paid audience members so <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay. Um, well, it's all paid by um, like audience members, and then there's Genos who's like there clicking the button relentlessly for hair flips. <laughs> That's true. So give me more so I can make them say stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, Auto, over to you because we've had a bit of a player resource update, and there's a few things going on. There's some updates yes. happening. So, a few different things. First of all, we sort of missed the segue into sub chat, but I dropped something in there uh, right before the show. About six weeks ago, uh, we came on and talked a little bit about the Big Book, Big Book 2.0 revival resource that uh, No Name Namer and myself are primarily working on. And so, it is again a little ways away. Turns out it's really hard doing all that work, and it takes a little while. Um, but it is coming, and so we we dropped a little sneak peek in sub chat, so you can go there check it out. It is. I won't spoil what it is, but it is a feature that people have been asking for for forever. I think it was one of the really cool. main complaints about the big book, I would say. Like one of the... Complaints? Of the complaints? <laughs> no one Sorry, I, I kept those back for you. I didn't want to hurt you. and just okay. want to filter them one at a time through to you, you know. So anyway... I, 
I, yeah. I, I forget. Were people actually annoyed about uh, a character being tier 2.5 for a while? I feel like I remember that. Uh, what yeah. was that? Spock? Was that was, uh, yeah, it was yeah, Spock. 2.5. He was the only 2.5 tier, and it was... <laughs> I, I remember that annoying somebody, and I was like, "Yeah, you're annoyed." Yeah, oh, you're annoyed. The day court team because they had to improvise around. Coincidentally, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, not not to turn this into an impromptu big book chat, but I mean, is there a character who has fallen off harder, faster than Science Officer yeah. Spock? Um, yes, Mirror Stamets. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Former tier one, right into the fucking ground. <laughs> Basically, if we tier crew highly, you should run away from them and go in the other direction. Yeah. yeah, no, Lacutus, like Red Angel, Gary Seven, Braxton, total loser. Zientara Odo, Assimilated yeah, um, LaForge. Okay, in my defense, that was like four years ago that I had him in tier one. Okay, the game <laughs> yeah. changes. Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, yeah, no, that loser. Yeah. Okay, so that that is our brief update. Uh, as we get closer to being able to launch, you'll probably hear a little bit more about that. It is, it is really cool. I wish I could be so cool. neuralized like in Men in Blacks and experience it all fresh because there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the other player resources. In, Of course, I would click on the link. Please load. Um, so Shan, Shan said uh, earlier today on the forums, talking about, you know, when you first log in and next week's event pops up, um, just like when you click anything, there's lots of pop-ups. They're, so they're looking into fixing that so that next week's event will pop up. Sometimes that spoils some of the storyline accidentally. So um, I know that's the thing that annoys pretty much everyone. So maybe that's one fewer pop-up hopefully down the line. So I want to make to sure fair, everyone's aware of that. usually only annoys me when they don't bother to put up the event art. <laughs> and they like, get bombarded with, here's a story. You don't get to see any of it. <laughs> hey, they were on time this week. So they were. They were that's yeah. very true. Positivity. They are doing it better. It got approved. They are doing well better. done, guys. The art got approved. That's positive, right? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going from positive to sarcastic. <laughs> That's a step, <stem>, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, negative yeah. to sarcastic. Okay, carry on, please. Baby steps. That's uh, back to you, young man. I By did, the way, it, you look smart in glasses. Thank I, you very I like much. These are my, I I've it's... actually had to send a pair of, glass, pair of my glasses back because I wasn't quite happy with them. So I've only got the two oh, pairs. No. So if you claim the hair flips um, change glasses, I shall only be... Sh Swapping, swapping between two pairs this week. Um, Someone like, like swap, like do, like reclaim it like ten times in a row so that he has like two pairs of glasses on his face at the same time. Now, so, people are saving the hair flips for recite some trick because oh, yeah. we realize. Oh, there uh, we go. He's fucking done it, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Got to open my case. I've never had a. Do you know? I really found that glasses are the most annoying thing ever. Like I thought, oh, people look cool glass, be fine. No, 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 no. You get all the shit on your lenses. You have to clean, clean them constantly, and you constantly catch your own reflection at the corner of your eye and thinking it's no. It's, yeah. Anyway, if um, you're catching your own reflection out the corner of your eye, you might have something else going on, like well, a no, possession no, it's just or a ghost. <laughs> Yes, I do have ah. to say it's a little it's a little odd being the only non bespectacled host at this point now. Don't worry, your eyes will fail eventually. It'll <laughs> yeah, hey. comes for a soul. Shut your mouth. Come on now. 2020 vision. 2010 vision. 20 over there. 20 over there. <laughs> um, okay, so... Tell you what, tell you what. This show is still running in 10 years. I will write down on a piece of paper, I'm sorry, Big, and if you can read it without glasses, <laughs> then I'll say sorry. <laughs> Amazing. 
Um, okay, so yes, uh, there's been, again, player resource updates. I have updated my own very own player resource. We have a new version of Captain Idol's Data Core Analysis Sheet, or CDES for short, um, and I shall bring it up on screen now. I have actually added and improved upon my collection screen, which is a bit squished here because I had to squish over for the tape of the show, but... Um, you can now customize your your collection screen. You can actually it will filter by super rares first, so you can kind of get a good idea about what you'll need to complete that collection. And now I'm explaining it. This sounds a lot more nerdy than it actually should be, but um, this is kind as of as he pushes up his glasses. Yeah, this <laughs> just a habit of like very anime kind of more, more nerdy or appropriately nerdy. I, I, I think it's think it's appropriately a, a very nerdy. appropriately yes. Um, I, this kind of stemmed from sheets I was keeping of my own stuff of like, you know, I needed to know because I'm collection bad, I can't help that um, like, who do I need to complete this collection, do they fill other collections um, uh, what stars do I have them at, because like, the more collections are added, this is harder to keep track of and I sort of went, you know what, I'll, I'll expand this into into CDAS and yeah this is, this is here, you can filter out collections that you don't have or you have completed as well, so this will only show so for example, Abraham Lincoln is going to be one of my best resourceful to complete because yeah he's in about two other collections, I've got him at three or five stars, so um um, I spent quite a lot of time at work doing this and boss walking into the room going, so, so oh, you're busy, I'd better go. Is, <laughs> okay, so like, that's a tier one way to dodge work, is by fake doing work. Yeah. Um, second of all, I don't know if I can trust any sheet that recommends you put uh, stars on Abraham Lincoln, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, that, to be fair, that is for a resourceful, so like, this will sort it by, you know, which is the biggest collection as well. So if we look at uh, I don't know. New life and new civilization. So it's Rebecca. Oh, looks recommending me Abraham Lincoln <laughs> again um, because he's a diplomat. So he's a diplomat. He, you know, I want to finish this. Well, I want to get to sixty on this collection. So you know, and it will automatically filter by how many crew you have. You know, so it'll, it's like you see here. You know, I need just to get to sixty. I just need these three crew: Lord, Lieutenant Giorgio, Locutus of Borg. It's not a bad, but you know. Okay, I need to ask you guys a question. Okay, how do you feel now? There are more crew in the gauntlet. Um, about citing Gauntlet crew. Um, I'm again it. I am again it. No, That's still no. Okay, so no. I've, I've no. been mulling this quite heavily because I'm actually updating just today even. I was updating the notes for Big Book 4 Gauntlet crew. And I thought, now I have hopped around accounts a little bit, but this particular account is at 17, uh, 16,000 gauntlet rounds. So over a year of playing. And I have one star on Caretaker and one star on Armas. Now, am I expecting to play for six more years to finish them all naturally? Or maybe I want the benefit in the next three years, say. So I know people say, oh, you'll get them for free eventually. Yeah, maybe. But right now, because the if, you, if it drops an exclusive crew, you have a 50% chance of the current one, which is Baylock. 50% chance at one of the old ones divided by, there's five right now, so there's a 10% chance. You know, how often do you get a gauntlet drop? How active are you? Are you in a bad time zone? Maybe you don't always finish uh, in first place or even in the top 10. So it can get real tricky. So as I was going through those notes, you know, I try to think, well, is this crew worth a dupe? Do they perform still well on voyages like Red Angel? Or can you take more than one like Baylock because he has a lot of crit? So... I don't, I mean, it's easy for us veterans or people who already have them done to say, no, they'll come eventually, but they might not come for well, five, six, seven years. 
So exactly, I'm still waiting on that last R for Locutus and for Red Angel as well. You know, and I'm looking at them them being in many collections. You know, Red Angel, she's in Inspiring, which I'm getting near to sixty on, and in A Little Stroll, which I have the crew to fill now. And Locutus being Borg and Diplomat. You know, I'm thinking. I might not and get them. One other one? Uh, Borg, of course. Yeah, is he inspiring? Or? Yeah, okay. Is he? Hang on. Oh, maybe no, no, I, I, don't, I don't remember. No, Borg, Diplomat, and Gauntlet collection as well. Dip, yeah. Dip, yeah, Diplomat, Gauntlet, and, and Borg. So there you are, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Skycam. Um, so, yeah, now I'm, I'm looking at thinking about citing, you know, I want to finish that collection soon. Do I want to wait and wait and wait and then not complete it or hope that there is another inspiring super rare that comes out? You know, you got to balance. Yeah, up they're feel. frequent. And so I'm thinking, one site each. That's not bad invest. And they're both good voyages. That's and I get to use them straight away. So mm. two sites is not expensive in the long run. Now, the, these are well, you know, these are well articulated points that have a lot of logic behind them, and I can see that logic. But on the other hand, I have to kind of express the the gut reaction that I have. Which is um, sort of related to something else that happened to me. A bit of a milestone, I suppose, although not necessarily a positive one. Um, I had my first All Frozen Golden Behold this week. Commiserations. Um, mm-hmm. And by the way, but anyway. Paul and Chad, I want to hear from you guys whether or not you'd consider citing Golan Crew. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Um, so I had my first All Frozen Gold Behold, and to be fair, it was a really good one. I could have easily started a dupe of two out of the three crew that were there. Um, but I think of that feeling of oh. What I got when I saw it was like an opportunity of a gold and I had them all finished. And then I think of like every time I get an extra caretaker or an extra armor that drops in Gorton and I'm like, oh. Because it's, it's like that gold item fake out you get when it's like, oh, gold. <laughs> and then it's Shran's dueling gauntlet. Fucking thanks. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> the, the idea that that magnified by every other gauntlet card that I've then finished, like, Maybe it's, like, I, I have the kind of mindset that suits itself really well for survival horror games, where it's all about resource management, about being really, really picky about what you do and don't use. So maybe I'm the wrong, I've got the, the brain rot, where it's like, don't use anything unless it's like the maximum efficiency. So maybe that's part of it, and I'll, you know, that's disclaimer. But I do feel like there is an argument to be made for, like, the maximum efficiency versus the minimum efficiency of a site, where it's something like, I suppose the theoretical maximum efficiency site you could possibly do in the game is someone like Kaelas or Borg Queen 7, who you are never, ever, 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 ever going to get a copy of Mm -hmm. again. Like, theoretically, that's the maximum value, right? Whereas Gauntlet is theoretically the least efficient because you could get one in five minutes and then in an hour. It doesn't work out that way because it never does. And, like, that's the theoretical part. Um... But it's sort of like, that's my gut reaction and why I, even though I, it makes a ton of logical sense, and I'm like, yeah, though, that, that, Poop the numbers do work out in that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the numbers do work out and they make sense, but I'm just like, in the back of my head, like, yeah, that makes sense. Never going to do it. So here's my counter to all the arguments, and it, it mainly devolves down to this. Fuck Gauntlet. Poop I hate and poop pee. I hate the Gauntlet. <laughs> the only reason I'm playing the Gauntlet is to get these stupid exclusive crew. 
the less gauntlet I play, the better. So if I can get, I've gotten, you know, I've got uh, Armus and Caretaker finished, so I get dupes of those, I unlock them. If I can get those last stars, or if I can sight them, and so I don't have to play gauntlet ever again, yay! <laughs> Until they put something good in gauntlet that isn't trainers and trash, then, sorry, no, no, sorry, positive stream, positive Idle. stream, positive. Idle. aren't you such a massive fan of camp of uh, the, the uh, you know, rest in peace um, campaign crates for those? It's like those. doing that, but way worse. But they're not as good. It's <laughs> the place yeah. they still are anymore. Yeah, yeah, if, well, ben was talking way. about putting campaign crates in gauntlet, and uh, yeah, okay, maybe that would be, be great, cool. but I... I they they I, are there. That's, yeah. that's where the loot comes from. But kind of. They're not quite the same. They're not as... I don't know. There's some it's a different flavour. It's a different flavour of crate. They're, they're little timelines gremlins. They crawl through the bowels of Gauntlet, and they have to find all the little uh, gold items, and they gather them up, and they stuff them into the crates. And then they walk back and deliver them to the campaign people, and then they ship it on down the line. <laughs> You have no idea what is involved in creating campaign crates, okay? So, cut them a little slack. It was hard work. <laughs> okay, okay. Can okay. I get a subscription right, right. for campaign crate prime? Where else I get it next day? It hasn't been said yet. We've said it before. Uh, it's, it's an automaton point, and I'm going to be piggybacking on it. That gauntlet collection. Mm. It, it's mm. only those crew can complete that collection and so if if your goal is completing all the collections and you don't want to play gauntlet all the time you don't want to wait you know however many years it takes to get these crew then yes of course citing them makes all the sense in the world especially if you're a noted gauntlet hater such as our own captain idol but um wait, so he hates gauntlet he hates expedition is a part of the yes. game that you do love <laughs> He likes collections. <laughs> I love collections. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I still Feed it to my song. dopamine. But anyway, <laughs> but it's like for for me, it just I'm I'm close enough, and and this is all it, it's all personal bias. You know, wh whatever your answer is going to be, it's going to come down to your own personal biases and your personal situations. Mm. You can try and be an objective about it, mm. but it's like I have all of them done except for Baylock, and I've got a couple of stars on Baylock now. So it just makes the most sense to me to play the long game and just kind of wait things out and hope that those last three stars come. Maybe if it comes to the point where they add another gauntlet crew and I haven't finished mm -hmm. Baylock, then it might make more sense to start thinking about citing the crew that are going to drop less frequently when they're not the featured yeah. crew. Mm. The more they so dilute for... that resource, then yeah, it's going to be... For our podcast yeah. listeners, Evie, um, do you think he gets used if he gets fused? The results of the poll: Would you consider citing Gauntlet crew? Sixty-seven percent say sure, why not? Twenty-four percent say never. Ten percent say only if I need a lot of stars on them. Mm. So I, uh, I know we're we are a collection of veteran, longtime players, and we may you know already have a leg up on how many stars we have. But I think for someone jumping in now, it's not going to kill you to cite them up. You know, yeah. if yeah. you don't have a ton of fused golds, even the bad voyagers are going to make voyages even the bad base crew you know are going to make it when they get a bonus so it's all relevant yeah no, like, as, as a pool of crew like only two of them are like quote unquote bad voyages and as you say the collection value is through the roof it's just a case of i don't know it, it's the kind of thing that's very much colored by your personal experience in the game like i went what nearly a year without a single red angel and then i had her finished within like a month through ridiculous <laughs> drop luck and it's it's 
it's the kind of thing where, yeah, if you go like a year without a single drop of like, a, you know, you've got one red angel and that's all you've gotten. Yeah, sure, but it's going to come down to what you feel is the best way to play the game, your your play style. It depends if you have the brain also, rot like I do. And it it also depends on how you feel about airlocking extra goals when you get them. Mm. Because if if you're okay with doing that, then by all means, you know. Sign them all hurts, up. But I had That's the point. <laughs> Would That's you be point, happy actually, with yeah. a 550 honor drop from a three streak box? Mm. I would be. That's yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think we look all... Look at it like that, I suppose. Blue trainers <laughs> or 550 honor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, and it does also come so down to philosophy more, on duping more. as this well. This is not the rhetoric. We want more from airlock and gold. So it's, Stop it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's 550 honor covered in Metamucil and printer's ink is what it is. They know something's got me! Okay. Also, another community resource that has been updated is, in fact, the data core. There has been a wonderful new voyage calculator added to... For, for people that have used it before, um, they've been making some so improvements. Idle. Yes, Hello. I, I am confused. Is it data core or data core? I, I forget. <laughs> Depends which uh, region of Utah you're from. Um, Utica. Utica. Is the it's the core. Is not. Data core. This is the data core voyage update. There's a fine line between Klingon and French, isn't there? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just all spitting at some point. Apologies to all our French viewers out there. Uh, so yes, there is a new data core update, as you can see on your screens. Apologies, podcast viewers. Um, there is new voyage calculator where you can actually select between the original or the multi-vector assault one, um, and it will, as usual, it will automatically pick out the event <coughs> that are that you shouldn't use. Although I'm going to say bugger all that because I'm running a voyage right now. Um, I've heard a few people say maybe it's not picking the right ship traits. I think they are looking into that. But um, let's run this and see what it comes out because I know a lot of people saying that with, with wider rosters, why aren't they picking certain crew? And there are a few faults there, and they are looking into it. I believe um, I can't remember the two guys that were looking at. It. I believe Joshua Tree is one of them um, somewhere else as well. And uh, I think No No Namer is helping out as well at some point once he's finished so, his big book work. Th so this is essentially rectifying the bias that I've heard that is against certain crew, like yeah. um, Red Angel. I think Gary Seven were the most obvious right ones. Where they had. It's yeah. a big bias against proficiency because mm. mm. essentially what happens when you when your voyage runs um, and you look at the stats on the left side, it may say say ten thousand diplomacy. That's not exactly ten thousand though. It's going to be something like um, eight thousand base and then a few thousand proficiency. So when it rolls a skill check and it's over that eight thousand threshold, it, then it rolls a proficiency. You may miss. You may hit. So. Um, there's sort of a bias toward more base crew because that means you get more consistent voyage time and it's going to match up with the estimates more, which was uh, a big complaint people had years ago. So even though you may have a higher average and go further with proficiency heavy crew, it's going to be a big heavy swing. No one likes RNG. So um, right now it's a little more biased toward base, but we may get some kind of toggle mm. to allow you to choose if you want to chase those 12-hour runs. Maybe you want your KLS and Red Angel and High Proficiency crew on there and try to high-roll those skill checks. So this one it is... looks like it, you have that option now. Or yeah. It, it, Oops. So uh, just, like it gives you right. several different estimates all at the same time. Uh, what yeah, did, I mean, this is my existing It was like... Yeah, go ahead. So by the way, my... what does multi-vector assault mode mean? So this is the new... Well, that, the, 
so yeah, yeah this this is the new mode so original the was host. the one it always runs where you can select your search depth which means you know how 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 much you want it to work and how many you want to accept the multi-vector assault mode is the is which for fans that haven't watched the episode with the prometheus in i i love the name i think it's fantastic um estimated threshold is basically how much you want it to calculate as well so if we put this in 0.25 because the people that saw that was very fast if i run that on a med eng voyage it's actually oh there we go so it's come quite quick it's actually estimated to be nine hours 18 i'm pretty sure i can get a 10 hour well, the last one was 10 hours so maybe there's a few little bugs in here yet well i'm not seeing anything that allows you to change well what it does and i'm i loaded one up Can of myself I, unfortunately i can't i can't share the screen yeah but um it it brought up recommended lineups and it gave me three different estimated okay. totals one that was oh, okay. 11 hours and well I'll, the times are irrelevant but oh, hang on. Oh, uh, hang on. there's the yeah, there's a median runtime, which is kind of your average. I think that's what the standard uh, lineup was before. Then there was a guaranteed runtime, which is a lower estimate, but I think it's higher chance of that actually happening. And then what it called is the moonshot runtime, <laughs> which moonshot. is your max length voyage. And it also gives you a, a range in those things, like your median runtime, expected range. Uh, for me, yeah. it was 10 hours, 10 minutes to 11 hours and 42 minutes. And then for the guaranteed, it was uh, 10 hours 20 to 11.26. So it, it's a lower overall potential, but higher higher floor, I guess you would say. And then the moonshot, the expected range is 9 hours 50 minutes to 11 hours and 52 minutes. So it's like a two-hour window. Uh, so it, I, I haven't looked at the specific numbers, but they must be very, very wide and, you know, probably some... Girthy. Yeah, big, large, huge, even. So I'm not seeing that on mine, but uh, yeah, no, go go and check it out. There's different, definitely different sort of uh, metrics you can sort of play around with. I know a lot of people. Some people will say I'm still going to go manual, and some people rely on the data core calculator. I know I do a lot because I am lazy. Um, but <laughs> chicks dig the long ball, man. Go for twelve hours. Oh yeah, go get those twelve. Grip it and rip it. You wouldn't believe how many panties drop when they hear, do you know I've done a 12 hour <laughs> you 12, know 12 hours and 7 max. seconds, I'll have you know. <laughs> the answer is zero. So, um, there has been another don't, update. Don't take away their hope, Big. Come on. Let, <laughs> let, the, let the kids dream, you know? So, there has been another update. And then the like, somebody's like, I have three. <laughs> That's the second time you've made that joke tonight. Come on. <laughs> hey, that one was for podcast listeners. Okay, yeah, yeah. The first one. I'm just waiting until I on. see Idol's lip move, and then I'm going to jump in and interrupt him again and, and it's again. Fine. It's fine. It's I'm used to it. It's saying. No one wants to hear me progress the show at a normal pace at a reasonable hour. No, that's fine. Um, I forgot what was going on. To. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, data tool had an <laughs> you guys can host your own damn show. <laughs> no, come back, man. I promise I will fuck it up this time. You good? No We're one? Good. Anyone? You got anything yeah. to say? <laughs> Idol is an established parent. He knows if you let them just uh, let them tire themselves out and then they'll give up. <laughs> okay, let's go. So the data call put out an 
update saying yeah, they have lost fuck off fleet leaderboard <laughs> access would you like to explain this stars and garters this is your homework <laughs> there you go you'll pay for that interruption uh no uh auto to talk us through uh what this actually means because it probably means very little for us players but there has been a change in philosophy at wrg right so i uh, am wholly unqualified to talk the technical aspects of this essentially they changed some of their api endpoints so that resources Currently, who may have displayed fleet leaderboards. Um, I know the big book was going to have that coming out. Currently, that's on ice. Um, I don't know if Datacore does that. I think SSR, used, the site used to do that. Anyway, they changed their endpoints so that right now we can't pull um, information on where the fleets rank for the event each week. I know a lot of people actually for years have been asking for an official fleet leaderboard so that we can have a little friendly competition or less than friendly competition between fleets and so right now that's less possible than ever and it's been speculated that if you guys watched ben's last interview one of the things coming in the 8.2 ui update is being able to see um whether or not your fleet mates have done their dailies there's a few other changes to fleet stuff and so i think privacy issues are kind of the main concern here as to why they tighten that up so um I haven't seen it mentioned anywhere in the forums. Um, you know, maybe it's a load issue, too many calls to the API. I really have no clue, and we're all kind of speculating at this point. So if we get any news on that from WRG, obviously we'll pass it along. A fleet leaderboard kind of is the most relevant part of this to your average player. They just want to, you know, compete with their buddies and see how well they're doing. So hopefully if we can't get that proper, maybe we can get some kind of access to responsible player resources that will still get that information out to your average show. And there you go. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to say, like, all I heard was load issue, average Joe, compete with your friends. <laughs> no, mister. It's like the promo line for timelines back in 2016, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> go to Automaton 420 and see what he has to think about it. <laughs> like, yeah, man, they're just. I've done some shit, Matt. No, I'm sorry. Um, I haven't been this high in a while. It's all over you. Yes, Hanson, it's all over me. Right. <laughs> let's get to the meat. Let's let's get to the things people actually want to hear about, which is what is <laughs> what is this week's crew good for? <laughs> and who does he oh, work for? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Say it again. Oh. Sorry. Um, Rurigan. We're Which off the rails. Be, we are remarkably we're... early this week. You're welcome. <laughs> Rurigan, to that. the legendary so... crew for this uh, for yes, this week's event for Eng Sai Command and a respectable Voyage rank, as Stars put it in his um, submission for the show title this week. Holy shit, they're producing good voyages again. <laughs> um, and I know a few people, myself included, have been quite weak on the end site front for a while. Two collections, guys. What do we think about Rurigan? Sam's good. Mm. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> okay, flavor text. <laughs> I, I have to couch this by letting people know this is the flavor text. This is not just a ramble jumble. Uh, male Yadarin, who lived on Yadera Prime until it was conquered. Then he created a holographic recreation of his lost village. 
Now, oh. that's not quite the same as having a memory alpha like the link in the actual flavor text, but it's not far off. <laughs> I, I pulled up his memory alpha page. It's basically the first sentence and then like the third sentence of the paragraph on this page. So I think they have some kind of like summary bot that just like breaks down the first paragraph of the memory alpha page and then puts it into flavor so text. Wait, I don't did, know. Did it, did it confuse it with the memory alpha J- Japan page? when for, uh, troubles of yeah. <laughs> feelings of fiction. <laughs> we, we went the same place. <laughs> no, see, on that, on that bot, it just took the third word in every sentence for the first 12 <laughs> sentences of the page. That's why no, we're way. positive. We're going to be positive this week. Positive. Come on. We, we wanted to do mad. I mean, we wanted that's... to do some timelines Mad Libs and that may still happen, but we couldn't quite <laughs> yeah. get it to work. So if you're a big fan of Mad Libs, that may yet be coming. Uh, mm. A few people in chat are talking about orange art. He is a little orange, but actually the scene this comes from is at the end of the episode and he's literally standing in like deserty plain hills and the sunset is in front of him hmm. splashing on him so it actually does fit really well but if you look at the event art for next week it is um Ruergan, it's brother rom and then on the right side is a burnham from three years ago hmm. and you can Tactical see a stark burnham, difference yeah. in art the i mean the shading or whatever you can quibble about but the art has really progressed um, and I mean, the, the one thing th- you say about th- the orange art, I mean, the, the, you know, we've speculated about the two artists, but I think on this occasion, this is artist one because the clarity is there. We often said about, yeah, say, yeah. for the Hansons and for Zimmerman, that it sort of seemed a bit washed out. And, and for Barclay as well, First Contact Barclay, it sort of seems a bit washed out. This is crystal clear. This is very well-defined. Okay, it has the same kind of shadings, but I don't think this clarifies as part of the orange art that we've complained well, about. This is. Yeah. It is also a case of a lot of the time with the orange art. It's a case of you do have to separate the fact that you know some people's skin tones just like in the right lighting yeah. or you know with the like circulation they're going to look a little bit orangey or pinky or you know we even there was even a U.S. president who was a little bit orange, but that's fine. Um, and it's also he is wearing like desert colors, like he is actually wearing like it's not orange, but it's like a cream, and that's yeah. like you know For that's going to catch the light. And like or it says the scene that it comes from is going to affect that. So I feel like this one's fine. Um, it's nice art. I like it. I, it's nice. Um, yeah. And I believe the episode it comes from is called Shadow Play. Yeah. Is that correct? So that's like early DS9. Um, and episode, I believe... Season 2, episode 15. Yeah, when it was still sort of trying to work out what it wanted to be. And I believe the crux of the episode was he had recreated his village because they'd all died in the massacre or something like that. Or um, Well, I'll give you the, the quick rundown because I just watched it this week. Um, Odo and Dax beam down to a planet. They find this strange reactor obelisk thing in the middle of town people are disappearing turns out the obelisk is really a holographic generator and so to fix it they have to turn it offline and when they do that everyone in the village disappears except for Ruergan. that's when they find out he he's a real boy and he came here to <laughs> he's not native to the planet but he came here and recreated you know his family and stuff and so um they fix the generator and he gets to live in peace happily ever after so uh it's a little cliche yeah. Uh, even for Trek, but I, I think it's a fine episode, and I really love the art. So, yeah, it's one of those episodes that I think of when it's like, if this were almost any other sci-fi thing to try this, it would come across as a bit more trite and a bit more sort of look. It's a happy ending, but I feel like Trek does a better job of sort of earning these kinds of endings. It's like no, there's a bit of optimism and a bit of hope in the world, and that's a nicely sort of kind of bittersweet thing. And I was like, okay, that episode, yeah, that's a decent episode. I mean, I'm 
I'm not sure if he's quite worthy of Voyage Rank 24, but I could think of worse characters. Man who's stuck on his own fun. planet, known for crusading among the stars. Mm, not quite. But, yeah. Since Chad is asking about the B-plot, that is Jake Sisko um, goes to work under the tutelage of O'Brien to learn some engineering courses, oh. and his dad wants him to go in Starfleet. He doesn't want to go oh, in Starfleet. yeah. And so he tells his dad, look, I don't want Starfleet. And Cisco says, that's fine. Just take your own course. And as a small tangent, uh, Miles tells Jake while he's trying to get him to say, you know, go your own path. You got to do what you want to do. He says, I played cello at a great level when I was growing up. And my parents wanted me to do that, but I didn't. And there are no musician O'Briens in the game. There should so be. He, I was would really playing, love... he was playing the cello in one episode. Definitely. I think he's played it in at least one or two, and I, yeah. they, they don't ever show him doing it on DS9, but he was definitely on screen doing it in TNG at least yeah, once. Um, so, I think that'd be yeah. cool to get a musician or Brian some time down that. the line. Chalice and then we could get uh, some kind of... You know, it, absolutely, could we have Chalice Dera, you could have an entire band. That'd be fun. Why don't we have violinist fucking data yet? Yeah, right? That would be a slam dunk. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so many da- uh, Mr. Radioactive or the one where he's tap dancing or the one where he's mm. dancing with Crusher and he's got the... Oh, yeah, <laughs> I the saw that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have a variant eyes. of Holmes data where he's playing the violin as Holmes. There you yeah, go. That would be cool. Be happy with that. Be happy with yeah. So anyway, um, yes. what else is there about the screw? The double collections, which these days... More and more crew are going to have double collections. Yeah. One of the traits that... So we had this big resourceful collection, 180 threshold, which the previous That's a whole, whole lot. Big was like 120 for costumed. No other over 100. <laughs> big out of nowhere. So uh, when I see romantic, I really think that could be a, a collection someday. Like the mm. theme is so easy built in. Mm. I, well, I also appreciate the uh, addition of romantic here because it is it showed that someone actually did watch the episode because I believe we had this conversation about one or two of the Garricks who have that trait and That's they were like, order why? Here. yeah, and it's like, why is he romantic? And I was like, well, because romantic isn't just a case of purely like lust or like a- a- attraction toward a person it's also about having a romantic soul as in the sort of the Byronic sense and I feel like that's a very fitting trait to have given Rurigan given the sort of the, that that personal tragedy and the escapism yeah. of the of the episode I feel like that's uh, someone actually did he's romanticizing he's sorry no he's romanticizing what he's lost exactly yeah yeah he yeah. almost comes to tears talking about his granddaughter too who is sort of featured in that episode so it's it's more um familial love than the classical eros romantic love that everyone yeah. associates with it i i then like flip over to our chat and then people are talking about fingering <laughs> yeah <laughs> fingering <laughs> techniques with violin so i think that's an appropriate time to talk about uh, yeah he's yeah. voice rank 24 when are we the classy ones I come know. on uh, right? come on we've yeah. trained our we've trained our listeners far too poorly that's on us yeah so so back or to far back. too well Cy Eng crew voyager mm-hmm. last week with zimmerman uh Eng Cy this week so it's um it makes sense with Makes sense. This mega, these weeks, easy. Mm-hmm. Well, at the, at this voyage power, everybody needs that combo in yeah. that amount of yeah. of power. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. that couldn't use Ruringen. Mm. Sounds like a, a good advert for a, a new a used car place. Everyone needs Ruringen. <laughs> Ruringen. <laughs> Fill up on Ruringen today. It'll increase performance by twenty four percent. Okay, moving on. The other crew. 
that you can participate for the super rare crew as I drop my badge on my desk, creating an awful cacophony of noise. Brother Rom, Dip Eng oh, Command brother. 3 collections. Um, Wait, who did that? Do it again. Oh, brother. I, I did it. There you go. This is Rom. Hey, I can't do it. I just sound like Kermit. <laughs> you either sound like well, Rom or you sound like Kermit trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. You're not Max. By the way, I, Another good art, because if you zoom in and look at his face, like that is 100% Max. Yeah, that is season one ROM. It really it's is. Like, just but the... is it? So, so here's my thinking, because I actually don't know the episode, because he's counted as costumed. Is this the ROM that resumes his post as bartender don't, in the Dominion don't, War? Don't, quest, don't question no. traits. No. Do not question oh, shit, traits. Sorry. Hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, specifically. Yeah. No, 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 because this is the ROM that, that, that assumes the role of, you know, Quark's uh, servant when the Dominion take over. And you're like, hello, I'm your bartender brother. Totally not a Federation spy. So he could be costumed. So that's what I'm thinking. So the flavor text says Quark's younger brother, who has worked for several years in his bar. So that doesn't help narrow things down, really. That's also a sentence fragment. <sighs> right, I got told off for doing that in my <laughs> literature classes all the time. Mm. <laughs> well, that I mean, but so I, yeah, I always took this to mean that this is not from a specific episode. This is just generic yeah. doofus rom from the beginning of DS Nine before they figured out what his character was ever going to really be. Yeah, especially because the um, quote is Yes Brother, which is very much a season one, season two rom quote, not like toward the end of the show. So it's meant to be more of a generic type thing, which is fine. I don't mind the generic kind of like Enterprise D Picard, for example, is not yeah. from a specific episode. How dare you? <laughs> I know exactly what episode he's from. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep it to yourself. It's fine. No balls. Um. <laughs> By the way, I, I love the decanter he's holding in his hand. It I looks had, like a I bundle had a of bottle grapes. exactly like that. I picked it up when I went to Corfu and it's, you know, it had a stand on it, but it had that grape text. We picked it was terrible fucking wine, but we picked it up purely <laughs> because it had it was shaped in grapes. I was just like, I have to have this. And I think Dude, we left that, it usually, there because it was awful. Usually the better the container, the nastier the drink. When I was in uh Cree, I picked up a bottle of um Raspberry snaps, my boyfriend, um, and Crete obviously has like any you of know, the the great Greek mythology, and it was a satyr with a massive cock on it, <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it for the quickly <laughs> prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Neither was anyone else for the anyway. Um, I got it for my 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 boyfriend, who was like, "Okay, that's a pretty good ball," and he was like, "That was some of the worst snaps I've ever heard, <laughs> I, I, ever heard, ever had." Um, and so I think that does correlate. You, you buy it for the ball. I have to ask: Was it flying the flag or was it half mast? <laughs> oh, dude, it, it, it was a Greek satyr. It was absolutely flying the flag. You could have like, you could have tied a windsock to that bitch. <laughs> Okay, so since we've blown past the censorship portion of the evening, <laughs> my friend and I take to giving each other phallic gifts. Uh, uh, yeah. He has a bottle opener where you have to grasp that, that portion and then give it a good Stop. yank to open the bottle. But I actually bought him once, and maybe this spawned uh, my love of player resources, the Big Book of Butts. And it, it sits on the wall in his bathroom as reading materials. So if you go to his place and need to relieve yourself, you can flip through the big book of butts. 
Is this how the Big Book of Beholderweiss got started? You thought, hmm, I need a name for this. Big Book of Beholderweiss. You actually took it from a, a crass book. Okay, I have to point out, how is that a, a phallic-related gift? If anything, that is phallic-adjacent. No, I no, not, naughty, naughty. Yeah. out on that. Hey, by the way, I see this Cisco one in PMs, right? I, I see this Cisco one in chat. Congrats on your event win recently. Congrats, yeah, so. congrats. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, the, the most, you know, auspicious of events. Shall we talk <laughs> about how this guy is for newer accounts? Because he is uh, a fairly respectable Voyager, Voyager number 17, and he does hold the super, uh, for super recruit, that is. And he does hold a fairly good dip eng score. Who else is in his category? You know, he is number one in that pair. Uh, he kind of reminds me a bit of um, Amal Cote, although he's in, uh, inaccurately named Amal Chakote in the game. Like a big, like a, a big base, like sort of like really that that one. Okay, fair enough. It's like this is a fun variant though. Like I like Rom. I'm, it's been a while since we had a decent variant or any variant. I think what was the last one like Grand Nagus? Was that the last one? Like four years ago. Um. So I'm looking at just uh, cool with Dip Eng for oh, no. purples. You have. Amalcote, uh, Runaway Poe, and then Brother Rom, just in terms mm -hmm. of pure voyage power. But we've kind of had a run recently of of quite good yeah. um, voyage purples, and well, good purples overall. Um, so if you've been starting a new account around this time, you're probably a little mm. bit spoiled in, in how great these crew are. Because, I mean, we've had runs where, like off the top of my head, Evie Sue McCoy, who is a pretty good purple overall, he was like Voyager number 160 or something when he came yeah. out. And so... You can kind of feel a big difference between 160 and 20, um, but yeah, they've they've had a good run of, of purples and triple collections. I think for most of the people watching that you know are winning events and getting their top 50 shoutouts, they're just looking for the collection value, and Rom does bring that for sure. And just no one talk up the yeah. costume collection, so that might remove it. So let's, let's well, someone's pointed out that it might be consistent with um, Convergence Day Quark, maybe, which, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Evans of Wales, rather. Sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to stub your name there. Um, maybe it's the case of because it's not exactly, like, it's work attire, I guess, because they are bartending, but then it's like the Ferengi, when they're not working, also wear the exact same kind of clothes, yeah. so I don't yeah. fucking know. <laughs> I'll take it. Fine. He, he was he was wearing a costume of a Ferengi that was interested in business for the first four seasons oh, okay. of Deep Space yeah, Nine. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. The costume was the lobes he could not earn. Um, <laughs> okay, we'll say that like um, Sean Foster's face that plays Zach. <laughs> oh god, I can't do that voice. I'll destroy my voice. Um, alternatively, maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and he'll be corrected to be an undercover operative. <laughs> Which also way, kind if, of makes sense. <laughs> if we ever get a re-release of Pell, I want it mm. of of her doing the the Thomas Riker where she's like ripping off the Ferengi ears oh, yeah. to reveal who she really is. You know, that would be great art. But it could be a fusion. Look, if we cork in the background, just going no. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I'd yeah. love that. Uh, if we ever get Thomas Riker, it has to be him, Terry. Oh, it, like, it another Thomas Riker. That is. It has to be. It's the most. <laughs> like I remember my boyfriend telling me about that, like, seeing a GIF of that moment, completely out of context. Before he watched Sweet Star Trek, and he was like, "What is the context of that scene? Why is that so dramatic?" <laughs> and then he watched it, and it was like, "Oh my god, that's dramatic and stupider than I thought it was going to be." It makes like, even less sense. Well, <laughs> I mean. In in all seriousness, at what other point in the episode are you going to make a memorable piece of art about Thomas Riker that stands out from a Will Riker? Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's Unless true. he's in the I mean, even his, 
Uh, like I mean, when, even yeah. him like s- sitting well, in the chair with the Van Dyke doesn't seem yeah. like enough yeah. to be mm. that differentiating. It's got to be. It has to be his golden light, right? It's either that, yeah. or you could do a fusion crew with the two riders standing opposite each other, looking at each other. Hold know. on, wait. Which which yeah. skill do the item sideburns add? Probably command. It's going right? command. command. Absolutely. Maybe a bit of diplomacy med. as well. Security. Come on. I, I think security because espionage no. is tied into it, security, it, and that helped him get undercover, right? Yeah. Okay. Let, let's split the difference to say science. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The we science had, engineering writer. We okay. now have right. every crew in the Innovator Mega revealed to us. So we're going to have a little retrospective and look at this Mega as a whole. Uh, gentlemen, how do we feel about this Mega compared to last ones? Because we've often had our pros and cons for each one. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Trivial Mega being theming excellent, crew terrible. And now we sort of come to Innovator. And despite a rocky start with the Professor Data snafu, um, how are we feeling about this? So... Um, I feel like I should kind of like like be honest about this. I, um, you know, we've had a few like negative shows in the last little while, and that's because there's been a lot to complain about, and also because me and I like to you know like complain about a lot of things. We, you know, we, we, we're stats nerds, we're picky, and we like to you know. But I actually had to look back at this mega and like this is pretty decent. Like actually, like in comparison to some we've had in the past, like the theming is a bit odd. I don't know if I would have called this a innovator mega because it's kind of more. A generic fantasy theme, maybe I mean, costume that, would have been. That's a being effect. kind. That the, the the theme is the, the theming is pretty outright bad. It's it's not. I don't really see how innovator. It's very tangentially related. Yeah. I'm gonna throw a couple pulls in chat. Let's start um, since we're talking about it with the theme. How happy are you guys with the theme? Uh, one thing yeah. that we noticed: only four of the nine crew are innovators. So the yeah. recurring mega Luak is not. Cal Cisco is not, and then three out of the four purples are not. Which, I mean, they don't need to all be that, but less than half of them feels like a few too few to me. Especially yeah. if they're gonna if they're gonna expand the related collection as part of the mega. Well, but on I the mean, flip side, what? Go, go ahead. Well, maybe that's, that's part of it because if they give you a whole bunch, maybe you feel like you don't need to dip into those discounted packs maybe they're trying to balance that out i I mean i could see that it's possible but like the thing with omega is that because you are going with a four weeks of interrelated events you kind of want that feeling of continuity and with how spotty the innovator trait has been applied i feel like this has felt less like omega than some other ones where it's like your costume for example and triple because of really you know, decent theming, it's like, okay, yeah, no, there's a decent, like, I can use costume crew all throughout the thing, and it feels like a, this, it feels like I'm not relying on innovators. This isn't an innovator mega. This is, I had a faction where I used some innovators, actually. It could have been a one-off faction for innovators more than anything else. The rest of now, it just feels disconnected. Uh, to be fair, this last month uh, with Tribble was probably the tightest theme-wise they've yeah. done out of any mega ever like even absolutely, all the crew absolutely. were named triple something yeah, so definitely that was they couldn't have gotten any tighter on the theme so anything would be a step back this month yeah but on and the flip side the, the the quality of the cards has gone up significantly i mean straw was kind of a nah card, but he, he, since straw is decent straw is a good card if you don't have Honored Awasakan, you you would need him. He is he has got the right power in the right places. Yeah. But if you have an honored Owl, then 
Nah. <laughs> Fairly redundant. I'm, I'm never a fan of if you have one crew to staff your voyages, you don't need any more. Like, they're, they would both ride for a lot of people. Yeah. And he's equivalent in power. So he's not as good, but OO was 2019. So yeah. it's been yeah. a good two years. I mean, yeah. that's a long-ass time for a video game for yeah. player turnover and stuff. So it, it's nice to have refreshes every once in a while. But yeah. for the rest of them, I mean, Lua Q, great. I mean, not a great skill set, but significant power. And Luau then, Paris uh, upgrade. He's the plus one. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. 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 I'm, and then... Uh, I don't hear too many, sorry, Big, we keep doing this. I don't okay. hear too many people complain about that. Luau Q is even like a more direct upgrade to Paris than Stroll and OOR. Yeah. And, and since everyone got Paris for free, I mean, that's sort of dinging a crew that everyone has versus a two-year-old crew that maybe not everyone has. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Zimmerman is a huge card. Rurgen is a pretty, pretty darn big card. Uh so I mean, and Cisco is a bit more so, situational, but the the skill set elevates him, and the fact that he will be yeah. you know, Cisco is a decent event performer. So you another kind of go, you know another man Cisco, the... isn't it? Is he's got the medical trait, and, which helps. Yeah, for, yeah, anything, which is weird. But and you no do way. have to kind of grade on a curve a little bit because obviously he was a, a last minute replacement, so yeah. he wasn't intended to be there, and we don't really know what Professor Data was intended to be necessarily. Mm. So um, for our podcast listeners, it looks like 63% of our viewers think they could do a little better with the story. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and throw up another poll. Well, you buy one then. <laughs> I will. <laughs> There's another poll up there, guys, for the uh, quality of crew in this mega. And let me run down the names just to refresh your memory. Luau Q, Strahl, Ruergen, Kalhaya Cisco, Hollow Engineer Zimmerman, and then for the Purple's Fifth Dimension Invader, Aiden, First Contact, Barkley, and Brother Rom. Which, by the way, if we can circle back around, I know we covered it recently, but Fifth Dimension Invader's art with the black and white highlights. Yeah. I know Shia, Shia Porn was waxing about him in Discord the other day. So, so good. Really nice. Um, yeah. Now, Lu yeah. Q does have those giant hamburger helper glove hands, you so, know what I'm yeah. talking about? Can, can I, so there's yeah. a little bit of ebb and flow here. But I have seen a I've, very... Luau Q is kind of the... I didn't realize this, but he's very much the Marmite of crew. Some people love him, some people hate him. I don't mind him. I think it's good art. But a lot of people are like, I can't stand... I know, I've seen a couple of complaints and quite lengthy complaints about, like, I can't stand him. Some people are really offended by his knees, which confuses me because everyone has them <laughs> just because they're on show. I don't understand. Jennifer Garner's knees are a two and a half ten. I would not do her. Are we Victorian era or something? Yeah, where yeah, like, knees yeah. are scandalous? I, or, but, yeah, I, sometimes I hands. You just yeah. told me on multiple occasions that my knees are very, very... Um, uh, actually, no, I should probably stop. Um, <clears throat> what, they're phallic? Well, this is, How we go back there again? <laughs> I'm cutting this off. This okay. is go on in chat says, the real mega theme is the uniting of the art and now everyone is yell. I thought he was going to say the real mega theme is the friends we made along the way, but we didn't go that direction. That's the one. But no, I I am... Um, yeah, I think that this is the on-off. This 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 mega shows the difference between who's working on what. We've had sort of like you know your Ruragans, your Hollow Zimmermans, your Idens to your brother Roms. You know this sort of it's definitely a one-two comparison to what you get for your artwork here. But I think in terms of power, we've definitely got the good crew this mega. I think for theming, I think we had a bit of a snafu with the rights at the start and that impacted a little bit. But overall, is not yeah. Bad. I, I feel like. Yeah, this mega really had um because I feel like with a lot of megas they start off really strong. 
and that's partly a combination of they tend to kind of front load the crew like i feel like they as a a good few megas they kind of end on a bit of a limp note like i'm trying the one that comes to mind instantly is freaking colonel q like that one always pops to mind it's like really that's the final one okay whatever um <laughs> and and you have the, the excitement of ooh four a three out four out of five and you get like a oh the announcement the event theme and you kind of get excited for it and that leads to electoral slump and here i feel like it only got better as time went on because it was the whole snafu with the art and like Stroll's art which was not great um and the wow cue, which I, I, it's kind of the death of thousands cut sort of like um, criticism, where it's like it's not a massive, instantly identifiable problem like it is with, um, you know, like with Aiden, where it's like that just looks blurry, or Hollow Engineers, mm. and where like he just looks orange. Um, it's like there are small things that add up. Um, and, and first contact. I feel sorry, like can I just inject something oh, yeah, very quickly? And, and yeah. first contact Barclays art, which sort of like is completely accurate. Which threw me at first. I was like, that looks nothing like him. But then you look back at the shots and you see like, yeah, it's accurate, but just doesn't look right. Or with the theming of the game, it looks like it looks like <coughs> a copy and paste screenshot that's run through a JPEG filter and that's just been put into the game with the sort of the orange and the blue borders it's just not quite that anyway positivity carry on for (laughs) podcast listeners how happy are you with the crew qualities mega two-thirds think they're great a quarter think they're all right and eight percent think that they could be better yeah um um that's not a way of putting it that it could be better um just before we continue um i feel like if we hadn't seen the swap out of professor data with calhia cisco and if Professor Data had potentially been an innovator, I feel like that would have actually made a fair difference to the, mm. like how people perceive this mega. I feel like it would have been like, okay, you know, like you. I can only imagine the been, WRG you know, are feeling the same as well because obviously, like yeah. we're sort of seeing, like yeah, we had rights issues, so they've kind of had the carpet pulled out under them um, mm. from this, thinking, oh crap, this isn't sort of ruined what would be our plan for this. So yeah, you're you're probably right yeah. you know, if that had happened. I mean, and... to the point that they they stuck in a different data in the, the yeah. text of the events, where obviously, yes. I mean, I assume obviously Professor Data was meant to be okay. So you've brought that up, and now I have to talk about it. So there is for those of you who didn't, who may have just like got, you know, tapped through your event text. This is like a textbook reason why you should not. So there was a wrap up um, conversation uh, at the end of this uh, mega where they're talking uh, this event rather, where they're talking about um, the hologram that went nuts and was like you know, the reason why we're, we're shooting all those ships. Um, and Professor Date and no, sorry. Detective Data is advocating for this man, this hologram's like, you know, criminal justice rights. Um, and he says, you know, he be no trouble. I saw that in too. The inimitable Brent Spiner, he be no trouble. Um, and it's really blatantly obvious that that line was written for Professor Data, who could use contractions, and he said, he'll be no trouble. Yeah. And then Oh, they do you think that's swap- what that was? Of course! I thought it was just a straight typo. I thought I it was yeah. a straight yeah. typo. A typo. How often do they typo, though? They don't actually do it all that often. It's like maybe once a year. But, but here how- it's like, if- he'd be no trouble. And it's like, if you're going to do that, then you would have just. You would you would change it to he will be no trouble. So here's here's, yeah, here's the problem. Here's the problem. He we know... will be in space and he didn't fix it. I bet you that's what it is. We know they have a staff writer, okay? And the staff writer, for as all we can tell, is a pretty good Star Trek fan because they the storyline. Yeah. What people have said about the storylines, they're pretty good. This kind of says to me this has to be more of the typo realm because I can't imagine 
they'd look at this and go, oh, hang on, Data doesn't do contractions. We'll just make him sound like an idiot. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it was one little typo. It was yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, but yeah. let's not... No, no. Right, oh, yeah, so... no, I'm not them. I think this was purely a case of they were scrambling when the, um, as you say, the carpet got pulled out from underneath their feet, and they had to do a real quick fix, and this didn't get caught. And you know what? In, in the totem pole of errors, this is, like, way down there on the... This is in the Breen-Disguise-Ducart flavor text issue. Like, it's, like, uh, it's hilarious to point that's, out and laugh That's at. a whole different conversation, so let's not go there. All right, my thoughts on Professor Data are... Before they added the event hub, we had, what, four years of Star Trek timelines. Uh, when they made the switch to Cal High Cisco, they did it at the last second. His event went up uh, on that Wednesday when they normally yeah. come up, well, a week later. So before event hub, no one would have known this. Mm. Yeah, they wouldn't have advertised it. They wouldn't have put up the crew you're going to get. It would have just been, all right, the event's tomorrow. Here's your information. So... You have to wonder how many times something similar happened in the past, and we weren't just we just weren't privy to yeah. it. So, as a company, they're putting themselves out there saying we're trying to give you this an extra week ahead of time. Mm. So, you know, if Century Nurse Crusher's art doesn't pop up, or we have to switch up Professor Data, that's the price we're going to pay for every single week, giving you uh, yeah. an extra eight days lead time. So I'm okay with that. And that's, yeah, that's, that's actually a fair point. Yeah, and I I really appreciated in the uh, the mail that went out to everybody about the eight two. Uh, upgrade that that Ben actually put something in the note saying you know you know we had planned for the objective to events to come out at so this time and yeah and that uh, you know we we want to put these things out paraphrasing I don't know the exact text of it uh, but saying that you know we were putting these things out ahead of time and we don't always hit it exactly when we want to but that tells me that you know they're not discouraged by that and that they're going to keep giving us information in advance, which we I think we all appreciate as players. So what you're saying is the community appreciates some degree of transparency and communication <laughs> with the player base. This is a radical concept. I've never heard of this. Positivity. Please expand upon this. Positive. We're, we're, we're slight. Let's get... This is, this is good positive feedback. Mm. It's, I appreciate seeing Ben's name next to an actual quote saying, hey, this is a thing we had planned. Okay. It hasn't gone quite according to thing, but it's still on the docket. I really appreciated seeing that. That felt like a human being was talking to me and yes. talking to me about a video game, yes. not just an anonymous bot spitting things at me. It's like, Absolutely. I know that Shan has to write that stuff and, and approve it, but like, it's nice seeing someone's, like, even when Shan's name pops up and says, you know, oh, da, 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 at least a human wrote that. I appreciate being talked to like a human. Yeah, no, that that is hundred percent of it. We're, we'll take a quick segue because I just realised. Sorry, well, hold I on, going, I, going on. I, I want to speak. Just one more thing. I want to crowdsource an answer. So maybe chat, you can help me out. This is something I'm thinking about more and more now with these monthly collections. Uh, so I'm staring at these crew in front of me. I won't read them off again. You guys know half of them are on your roster now. I can't think of any of them who have a missing trait like how many how many weeks have we gone and said oh come on they didn't watch the episode they're missing yeah. uh, inspiring or whatever i'm looking through these i think they're all pretty damn solid on traits which is important for crew retrieval it's important for these monthly collections uh do you guys in chat do you guys my lovely co-host can you think of any of these crew who actually are now you've missing mentioned a blatantly it. obvious yeah. trait now you've mentioned it i can't i think 
if anything, like, you're not going to talk about Apollo, you know, a Platonian checkoff, but, you know, things like that, you know, where they put too many traits in. But no, yeah, you're right. They, they This seems to be, they're getting a bit more bang on with it. That's encouraging. I think that kind of ties into the theme of the Mega, too. So mm. even though some of the crew aren't necessarily innovators, they're still true to the characters on screen, which is mm. what you want. Okay, let's let's do. Yeah, the... no, like I'm sure if I made them, I'll come up with a billion traits. But yeah, you know, <laughs> for, for the nearly a good segue. Nearly uh, a good segue. Except I'd like to develop I mean, that, slightly. That, that, that's a there's a fair point. Uh, Walt Koenig is saying should should Rom be a jury rigger at that point in no. the series? Ooh, should he be a he jury rigger? He kind of should because even in the first series, he was very much fixing shit for for Quark. He was, I believe. Was... I don't think he was actually all that much. That kind of became more of a thing in season three, three and four. Because uh. as I recall, he thought in those first two seasons, his role is more, I am Nog's dad. Like The, the focus is more on Nog in those early seasons because he was Jake's friend. Um, and there were occasional moments of him being really cold-blooded and trying to kill Quark. Oh, he did, um, didn't and he? then they kind yeah. of wretch... <laughs> yeah, and they retroactively established that yes, he's the one who keeps all the holodeck programs going with like fixing spatulas into the holodeck, you know, power supply. Hey guys, we drew like, the pentagram on the floor. We, we summoned Ben. Welcome Shit, back to the stream, WRG Ben. <laughs> you just, you know, I don't know how long you've been watching, but we've been we've been heaping praise upon the mega and the good crew and the tight traits. So, uh, well done on that. Thank you very much. Yes, and, and you know what, Ben, pass this on to whichever artist did the the, um, the fifth invade, uh, fifth invasion, the fifth very dimension hard. invader. God, I can speak. I promise. Tell them I would love to give them like a muffin and a pat on the back because that <laughs> art is incredible. Whoa, your generosity knows no bounds. Hey, we're gonna chuck <laughs> this film up and across the room. <laughs> top, Treat yourself. Top make it double goes, chocolate. <laughs> a triple chocolate muffin. Oh, One of those nice ones. <laughs> right. With like okay, gooey so... bits in the center, so it kind of explodes in your mouth like one of those muffins. Right, right, right. Sky right, Cap right. chat. Invader could be a saboteur or undercover operative. Um. Saboteur? I don't think so. I mean, they're not necessarily. So they are in a disguise because they're photonic life forms, but undercover operative sort of implies... It implies duplicity, yeah. Right, duplicity, mm. stealth, which I think, if anything, they were like... Very not forthright like, open. But, yeah, yeah, open and innocent, so uh, maybe, but I don't know. Seven, unintentionally, maybe, but I wouldn't say that that clarifies. I wouldn't count that counts. Uh, ben, since you're on, what happened to Mira Shan? We need to know. Um, thank you, James, for that. Um, <laughs> let's take a quick sidebar, which I didn't put in the notes eventually, but we actually meant to talk about it and we forgot to put it in there. But objective events. This has been clarified a little bit in the note that Ben mm. sent us in the uh, in-game mail that they will be taking the f taking place of achievement events, which were previously um, sort of the way you could get extra sort of crew. But the, from going forward, they will be objective events, which will be midweek affairs if i believe so, also you have I the, can read, the text yes please do yeah just let me read this quote mm. off objective events are a new activity that you'll be able to participate in outside of our regular weekly events they will have a simple format and will also be how we do temporary achievements in the future and we were just talking about this pre-show when mm. they did that mini event what last year that was basically just a skirmish now you could warp mm. like away missions to get intel and stuff but it was essentially a skirmish so them saying this replaces 
uh, temporary achievements makes me think it's going to be kind of fetch quest thing, run shuttles. Mm. Uh, maybe they have one or more of these events active, so you have to run 50 shuttles in a faction event or do, you know, 100 ship battles. But if you have skirmish active, that's going to be more incentive. So who really knows? But You know what I think would be cool? So they're called objective events, right? And if we're thinking about like how they would dovetail with um, achievement events where the objective is to do X, Y, Z amount of away team missions or whatever, wouldn't it be fun if you actually had to use like your brain a little bit? I know, scary thought. Um, and you had to go that back sounds... to old missions and you had to replay them manually to get a specific item that had been added hmm. in for the event, as if you were like... This is sounding... No, I don't know about this. This is sounding like, very mean, close to the, the E word here. You're and I'm not the E word. Yeah. Mm. But you have to do it once, like, to get specific items. And it would be different missions every time, like a scavenger hunt more than anything else. So here, here's something I would love. More like I... a trek through the stars. <sighs> A trek through the uh, the event. Get out of here, Q. But do you know what? Do you know what I love? And I postulated this year, years ago on on various discords and forums. But like, what if we had the daily cadet missions? But instead of like, they, they were like, you know, like you play roguelikes, okay? And they they had the daily run, which is randomised every day. What if we had like a, an away team mission that was completely randomised, or that was different every day? Uh, different traits to complete different nodes. You might not be able to complete them with your crew roster. Some days you can, some days you can't. And I, w I would absolutely adore that, because I kind of look at them and go, oh, I need to get this person out for this, and that would mm. kind of make the idea and sort of like, so you look at cool. like, right, here's this shape of the node, and like, go right over here, I need I need an innovator for that one, I need a cultural figure with a diplo diplomacy there, and but it would be different every day, and that kind of, that would I mean, help. Are, <clears throat> are, we, are we agreed that that is the most objectively interesting part of the game as far as actual kind gameplay of, yeah well, it requires the most thought and the most strategic like Which planning really apart from to... trying to go for like a top one in like a event apart from we, that we, it's like what we, else yeah. this is a very brain dead game otherwise you do it once no offense, and then you get the warp button out, activate and you never look at them again and even with cadets, yeah. the same is the same, you know, the same thing. Like when you're an early player, that's your kind of, you know, I, I've discovered this going through various alts and sort of like thinking, right, I need this character for this. And I need, like, Auto, you gave me on a hint for my nightmare mode about um, the Penthe Riker being able to do uh, Ishka's issues for my. Th I was like, brilliant, that's the person I need. I kind of missed that level of strategy. Not in, a, not in an objective of, not, sorry, not in like an expeditions Still. kind of way, but. Glasses, man. Oh, am I missing? Oh, okay, oh, fuck's sake. Airflip. By the way, there's a poll in chat. Are you guys excited for the objective events? Now, we don't know a lot about them. Yeah. Ben did demo a little bit, and they put out this little press release. Um, some people have said four days a week is a lot for events. They need the time mm. off in between. Mm. I can understand well, sure. that. That's why I think like, the idea of like a scavenger hunt, where it's like the idea is not so much the amount of time, but the actual thought put into it. I feel like that'd be an interesting flip of how normal events work, where it is literally just about grunt work, essentially. The good call, um, Apollo. It's going to be stratagemic. You're going to have to plug your fingers into your phone and go like this for three days. <laughs> I mean, Busted it already kind of is. Um, <laughs> it's whoever can get the, to the highest level in the uh, the Katarian headset game. Over the, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Game. Has anyone run an event and done the Katarian headset game at the same time? God, that sounds awful. What? We, what no, stop that. Don't put that back in the universe. <laughs> so yes, this, this is objective events. Well, yeah, so here's the thing, right? If we, you'll, you'll keep on saying, oh, it's close to the E-word. 
are we not agreed that expeditions are boring because of the repetition? Correct. Yes. So if you only had to do them once to get a specific item, but you had to have a very specific crew to do it, or you had to be actually like paying attention to what you're doing and fatigue levels and your trait matches, if you only had to do it once, but it was very hard to do, would that not be more interesting than an expedition, which is by its very nature, very mm. easy to do provided you have the right crew, but just boring because it's repetitive? Listen, I if, think... Yeah. Yeah. So I think variety cross event types is most important. If you have a mm. boring one, that's okay as long as they're not all boring. Because at the end yeah. of the day, it's a mobile game. If I want to veg out, watch TV, and tap absentmindedly with one hand to do a billion skirmish uh, runs, that's nice to have that option. Now, some people like Expedition because there's more planning involved. You have to actually watch the screen, make sure you select the right crew for the right node. So as long what? as it's not like a total rehash of what we already have... Yeah. That there should are, satisfy most people. There are entire TV networks designed to be background noise while you're doing something else. They really are, you know, things like the CW, all the, the superhero shows there, and you know, this just, stream, for example. Yeah, yeah, there you are, exactly. You know, just, just, just. Yeah, no, most of our viewers have already fallen asleep, so well done. Us. <laughs> okay, um, WRGBN <laughs> just literally hopped in, says, hoping to talk more about objective events in a forum post next week. So really, I'm sure to we'll that. cover it then. Yeah, on yeah, the really show. Look to that. Okay, moving on. Let's have our fun segment back. Let's talk about Timelines Talks Originals. Totally not fake crew. And Hello, Moraine! Hello, yeah, someone please trigger that for me. Um, totally not um, fake crew. And if I load up... You know, I was very surprised because um, you guys reminded me we were doing this. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to make the work, make the art up. And I'd already made it two weeks previous. I completely forgot when I'd done this. But yes, Stars, you are the champion of this segment. Please, let's start us off with why well, the Fairhaven theme. So you say me. This one was actually a bit, this is a bit of an experiment for me in Auto, where we, we, we sort of, um, we have this fun, th oh, hang on. I see that look on your face, Big. Not the normal kind of experiment me and Auto do. Um, <laughs> when we sort of like, we, we meet up every now and then, not related, you know, not even when there's a skirmish on, we just go, you want to watch something together, bro? Or just do it, hang out. Um, Dylan, decided... you son of a bitch. And then we, <laughs> yeah. do, the, we do the thunderclap. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and we decided, how about we start watching episodes that, like, you know, the other one doesn't, you know, think very highly of, and just watch it through together and see if that improves the experience and if we can sort of get something out of it that we may not have gotten on our first watch through. Um, and I brought up that Fairhaven, maybe, probably, I, I guess, actually, you know what, I've come around onto it, it is undeserving of quite as much of the hate as it usually gets where it's considered among the worst star trek episodes oh, really? no it's not it's really not compared to some of the dreck i've had to watch through like <laughs> half of enterprise and code of honor and threshold there is so much worse than Fairhaven. Fairhaven is another holodeck episode with some charming character moments, actually. Like, it's not that bad. I feel like if people get it confused with Spirit Folk, which is kind of the sequel episode, which yeah, I don't Spirit know if that's any good. good. Yeah. But this first one, it's actually a decent amount of character work goes on in it, and it's just a fun diversion. Um, Thank you, Logan. Battle so me and Oh, there we go. So, me and Auto decided, you know, well, let's, let, let's like, you know, do this together and create some crew and bounce back and forth and he reined me in from my usual tendency to give every trait under the sun. <laughs> yeah, I think we had to cut it off at that point. Yeah. So 
we have first up um, arm wrestling Kim and Liam. Uh, Liam being one of the Irish lads in the pub who, for some reason, Harry Kim, you know, wastrel that he is, decides he's going to have an arm wrestle with. By the way, this is actually going to be a fusion of Fairhaven, Harry, who we already have in game, and then Liam will pop up later, so... Do you know what I've realized? Yeah. We've got we've got the wrong people on to talk about this. We really need Dam and uh, Space Junkies <laughs> oh. Cold. We need Cold as well. We need the two Irish representatives for uh, for our viewers here. <laughs> I have an Irish name. Does that count? Yeah, well, I'll live with it. It's fine. Yeah, there we go. Guess what? It's about it. as Irish as this episode. <laughs> His name is Stars O'Flaherty. <laughs> oh no! I will turn into a cow next. Um. So, fake crew. It's the timeline. Stars o garters. That's good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, going to to I'm going to change my Discord name. God damn! How dare you? I had a consistent brand for so long. Can I? Can I interrupt you? Can I interrupt you very quickly? Because you we've may. been rede- we have to redeem a hair flip from uh, our very own WRG Ben, who would say, "Would you like to see Voyage events or Gauntlet events?" And consider Ooh. I've gone on to record to say, "Fuck Gauntlet." I would say Voyage events, actually. I'd be really curious to see what a Voyage event would look like. Is it like... Hold on. We're, we're going to pull this, so don't mm. all yell at Ben at the same time here. Yeah. <laughs> Just everyone screams yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yes, both. Both. Both is good. Uh, both is good. Um... <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Seamus O'Hare flip. That's another good one. Apollo, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tell you about my Irish grandfather who isn't Irish at all story at some point but please carry on Stars, go for it That will come to our Spirit Folk uh, segment mm. um, So yeah, as um, also mentioned this is a fusion of Fairhaven Kim who we already have and Liam who will pop up later It's a super rare fusion crew which I don't think we really have in terms of we envision Harry as being your 4 star and Hold then up. Liam is your 3 star so you're fusing you know, kind of sideways into crew so he decided, okay, got to be good, but not too good. So you've got a few decent, like, unique traits, but the real thing you'd be looking for is that instant damage. You want the instant damage. Um, and this is, I have, you know, the bit more flavor. I really like this scene because you get to see Harry doing something that isn't being denied by a woman. So, you know, it's fun in that respect. <laughs> Jesus. That comes later. <laughs> It's just a, a good bit of fun because, like, you know, Doc is Doc. Um, you know, EMH is the or the EMG rather the emotionally medical guy. Um, <laughs> is the kind of the highlight of this episode for me. He's just a ton of fun. Uh, he just gets really into his role as a community leader and a priest. So, oh, oh, I'm wrestling Kim and Liam coming to a screen near you. Probably never, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> okay, I've, I've learned to live with it. Moving on, moving on. Uh... Uh, uh, let's address cool. this since, Sorry, since Ben is here and we, we're pulling everyone if you don't mind stars absolutely um, I'll give my opinion you guys give yours I, well Voyage is, is, is very popular among our crowd at least I always hear people say they've quit Gauntlet they don't want to play Gauntlet or whatever part of it's rewards part of it's RNG so it might just come down to how they pull it off the execution maybe they can make it fun but I think voyages are just the safer bet at this point. Um, and if you did just hire an engineer to dig into the deep code of voyages, maybe he can help you out eventizing uh, that game system as well. So 
Interesting. I'm, I'm interested. WG Ben says, I only have two arm stars. Did I imply otherwise? Maybe that, that sounds like a you problem, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's carry on with the fake crew. Uh, moving on. Uh, Fairhaven Janeway. This is going to be... Lines Originals. <laughs> Big, uh, before we cut you off again, would you like to say your two cents real quick? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, as, well, as the guest of the, this show. Hey, he's a regular I, I mean, host. What are you talking about? Nominal. Nominal okay. guest at okay. best. Uh, well, um, I, I think that Voyage has the most potential to be something that is... Uh, least obtrusive to the time off that I think we all that most of us appreciate in between events uh, Gauntlet seems like something that you would have to do you know regularly enough that it might be uh, obtrusive to where you're just playing seven days a week and, and burnout and burnout is already seems to be a problem just with a you know four out of seven uh, day a week schedule of playing so a voyage thing and something that would utilize more crew simultaneously, which is something that I think everybody has always been has has been talking about. Do have more things to do with your crew. And they had already expressed in a previous uh Ben appearance that having multiple levels of voyage simultaneously was something that they had some interest in. So I think that kind of dovetails into that also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something where you're not necessarily trying to send a, a max level voyage or, you know, the kind of strategy of sending a, a max level voyage as your event voyage and then having a secondary voyage as your normal voyage. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's some interesting strategic ideas that could go into that. So I think a voyage event has a lot of potential to be pretty interesting. Your dog, I heard you like voyages. So we put voyages in your voyage so you can voyage while you voyage an event. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need a section of the show. Old, we need a section boy. in our show notes, which is just like, be prepared for Ben interruptions. <laughs> interruptions, yeah. At all times. At least it's at least not a, a Suspiria with a transparent background this time. <laughs> <laughs> or layer. That's true. I think that was like a year ago now. Have you not got over that? <laughs> Have I not got over that? Maybe. No, no. And he never forgave. <laughs> I've seen you cry under your pillow about I it. Got over, I think I've got over that now. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we continue with the fake yes. crew? Yes, let's. Okay, yeah. Fairhaven Janeway. I originals, think this... branding, timelines talks. Timelines talks, originals, Fairhaven Janeway. You can't get this kind of quality of crew anywhere else. Please tell us why we should delete the wife. Looks, That's... are you watching this? Here's a Janeway. Damn right, should we? <laughs> you you kind of can't get away from like she is basically the focal point of the episode. Um, and Kate Mulgrew, as she always is, is having so much fun with, like, yeah. playing up in this, this silly, like, Irish, like, fantasy town that never existed because people don't really talk like that. I, I, maybe they do in Cork, but an idealized version of Cork that, that you know. Again, um, damn cold, please weigh in on this. <laughs> please weigh in in the historical accuracy of Fairhaven. By the way, for... Um... I want to say Discord. Podcast listeners, which system would you like to see eventized, as asked by Ben? 79% want Voyages, 8% want Gauntlet, 13% say bring back Expeditions, you cowards. Yeah, I said cowherds, which I appreciate. Yeah, well, they wouldn't allow me to put the word cowards, so I had to, you know, oh, really? evade, evade <laughs> the Christ. censors. Christ. Sorry, mm. censors, Tuvok. 
Um, yeah, so when we were talking about these crew, like you said, Janeway is sort of the the eye of the storm here, and we we're positioning, okay, let's make this a full mega. So we wanted to make half the crew purple, half gold, and Janeway's got to be the recurring crew for this. I know she's had at least one before with Determined Janeway. Has she had yeah. two? No, uh, just the one, I'm no. sure. Okay, but so it just makes sense for her, and we got to squeeze in a little bit of engineering because she does tinker around with the... with. Um, um, what's his name? Michael Sullivan's Michael parameters Sullivan. and, yeah. and yeah, so Phrasing. that's where the engineering comes from. If it's not, if they're not Jane, if they're not Chakotay, you don't care about Janeway's paramours, do you? <laughs> Dude, so I was searching just out of the blue, searching for Chakotay gifs or gifs yeah. on Discord, and like eighty percent of them involve Janeway in some manner. So apparently, there's a large contingent oh, of yes. fan fiction. Anyway, that's off. None of it written by you, of course. Um, yeah, so we sort of positioned her as like, if we're going to make her the recurring crew, let's make her useful but not too like overpowered. So you get instant damage, but it's slower, and you have it has to be the quote. It can't not be the leap wife, the and that is instant damage. You can't tell me it's not. You do a pretty decent Kate Mulgrew. You get that kind of smokery voice going. I appreciate <laughs> it. Oh, I think it's um, Garrett. I was listening to the Delta Flyers, and Garrett Wang can do quite a good. Um, Okay, yeah. Mulgrew, it's like it's basically just like delete the, you know, it's very sort of like nasally almost, but yeah, <laughs> nasally projecting power. Yeah. Um, so the when we were trading, yeah, when we were <laughs> trading her up, um, you know, human federation starfleet, of course, costumed, it's appropriate, casual, romantic, and then we had a bit of an argument about the last two, and we said, you know what, let's leave these in and let's have the viewers decide scoundrel and crafty now i think she qualifies as a bit of a scoundrel in this episode um i mean she's not taking it seriously is she well no but she is tinkering about with you know you can have the holographic rights arguments like all you like but she is modifying her paramour in ways that you know let me put this the other way. If this okay. were a guy doing this to a female hologram, you'd think about it a bit differently. Well, I was going to say, is is this the equivalent to um, Barkley doing what he wants in the holodeck? Mm. Is this a sort of contemporary female well, aspect, but being a bit more politically I, appropriate? Okay, but here's the difference. Barkley, he built that program from the ground up. Janeway's coming into an existing true, program and yeah. modifying it for her own ends. Mm, that's a point. Yeah, but you know, Barkley's way scummy is not a trait. Uh, more scoundrelly yeah. because he's using the images of his crew members yeah, like, without their permission. Feels, this isn't someone yeah. that Janeway knows. This is someone random that she's like, yeah. I like him. I'm just going to kind of. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Barkley's I, I like, should... I want to see Riker humiliated. <laughs> I just think you should go whole hog and call the card Fairhaven Homewrecker Janeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homewrecker Janeway, yeah. 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 Is that the one that gets paired with Homestead and Chakotay, Homewrecker Janeway? Yes, I, exactly. I could see Scoundrel. I don't know if about Crafty. I think Crafty well, implies sinister. Oh, really? I, I would go the other way. It's 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 Crafty to to manipulate the program, mm. and in a way that's not scoundrelish. I, I don't think either fit personally, but. If we're advocating for a musician for the Hansons, I can't like argue too hard <laughs> to, to really that stick to. That has to happen. That has to happen. 
I know what their flavor text changed to mmm bum. Okay, perfect time to move on to the next crew. Fairhaven, Paris, flat cap and all. Flat cap, Paris, yeah. Sorry, Timelines Talks Originals, Fairhaven, Paris. Newsies, Paris? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Paris has had a pretty good run of really good gold variants. Like, he's got, like, Credim Guest, who's a good collection piece and was in his time of Voyager. Uh, Delta Flyer Paris, who is arthritic at this point, but was, for a time, irreplaceable in his role. Um, Determined you know, Determined Banger. Paris who is a good. good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this is sort of, like, he's a bit more, you know, Eng Command is a decent voyage stack that you kind of... You can position yourself around it. You know, obviously, like Braxton is the centerpiece, but you need more than one command engine crew to run the voyage. And no, yeah, you can't. Braxton. Nothing. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. That that won't result in an unbalanced voyage score. Um, but you know, a bit of engineering because he is creating this you know, um, wholesale. You know, um, and like I said, these are not based on the rest of his crew, unlike photons be free or anything like that. This is essentially a wholesale invention. So I feel like engineering is a, a decent yeah. and. Your command of his environment because he is essentially you know, the writer. It's, yeah, it's one of the few places where he has control over the situation. So he's yeah. master of his domain. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I, it was sort of like why I wasn't um, why I was advocating for Crafty on Janeway because she does modify Sullivan behind Paris's back. He says, "I didn't program him to drink," and he is surprised at the edits that she is making. <laughs> um. So I don't know he's sort of like the instigator. He doesn't have like sort of the main role, but I feel like a, a good gold variant I think is is uh, warranted, especially because I just like his uh, his flat cap. I feel like that's a very only Paris would kind of go that native with it. I feel like I mean the dog goes very native, but in a different way. Like only Paris would walk into an Irish town and be like, I need to wear a flat cap to fit in. So yeah, Paula says scoundrelly turned Maggie into a cop, but that was spirit folk, not fair haven. Yeah. So I think this predating it would probably we'll stick without scoundrel, but Yeah, if we if we did spirit folk Paris with like the um the driving goggles and stuff like that, I'd absolutely give him scoundrel for that. Yeah. That'd be fair. Re- remind me why we had communicator. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Why has he got the communicator trait? I know um, we had a reason because we just watched the episode fresh, but now it's been yeah. a few weeks. So. I mean, doesn't so, he have to explain to everyone else that's coming into the program what it's all about and that kind of thing? I mean, it's partly that, but he's also the one who manages to suss it out from Sullivan exactly what the situation is with Janeway. That's and true. Tries he, to get he her to open down off the ledge and, and yeah, he climbed and up in like a tree and was shouting her name and yeah. Precisely, and like Paris is the one who's sort of acting. Like Paris doesn't really get a lot of credit for the fact that he is a very diplomatic guy. He's very good at making social connections and acting as an intermediary and forging like you know, relationships with people. You know, romantic or not, you know, like I kind of like tapered off as his character developed. But he's very good at talking with people, uh, especially here because he is he understands these characters better than everyone. He has to act as a liaison between the Fairhaven community and the Voyager crew, who are essentially a different community. So, communicate, I feel like, is, is, is guaranteed. And Gambler, because he bets on the uh, the arm wrestling contest. Lean as you would. Him. All right, moving on. Next one. <laughs> Father Mulligan. There's a throwback. You remember, like, the third episode or whatever, and I was pulling up s- slides to do my speech on Sex Crew, and I went click, click, and... 
That was your little. <laughs> Sorry, that's a throwback just for us. Wow. Know. And Genos, I think just he's been re watching, re listening to old episodes, the crazy person he is. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Dr. Variant, Med Dip Command. Could you disappoint me any further, Stars? I'm being accurate to the episode. <laughs> because he does not do a lot of commanding in this episode. He simply doesn't. By the way, this more. is. Fairhaven in general is a undercover doc episode. If you watch it and and you're not thinking at the end of it it was about Janeway and Doc um you know then you kind of yeah. miss the point. So <laughs> this is another one of his move beyond the confines of his programming type things but a little more subtle than usual. Yeah, so th- this uh, especially the, the screen cap I've taken this from is from I think probably the best scene in the entire episode, because the best scene isn't any of the romantic stuff. It isn't any of the goofing around an Irish town. It is literally just Janeway and the Doctor walking down it's Voyager hallways. Yeah, so they're doing their walk and talk, and they're just talking about emotions and feelings and about relationships. And it's a very Star Trek moment where a human is being taught something about human nature from a hologram, which is that's something that only Star Trek really does in does it well i feel like and if you want a really like you say this is kind of a doc episode because this scene is a really underrated sort of doc and janeway moment where he makes an actual proper connection with her and unlike other moments where he he doesn't make it about whether or not he's a hologram he makes it more about a case of if this is a human connection that you're having how real is it to you and how much does it matter and he doesn't, you know, because he can get a very over-the-top when it comes to hologram rights. You know, like, he's the, the dupe when um, the Herosian holograms go nuts and stuff like that. And he's kind of the bad guy for Photons Be Free. But here he just kind of recognizes that he has to step into more of a counselor role for Janeway and sort of actually talk to her about the emotional connection that she's having. And it's just... It's just a really good, under like, like, subtly played scene. I just really appreciated it on watching it. So one thing that I noticed when we were watching, uh, and it came from the Delta Flyer podcast, because uh, Robbie McNeil has been doing his share of directing since Voyager, the, the fellow who plays Paris. And so he, early on one of the episodes, was talking about the walk and talks which is, you know, two characters walking down the uh, corridor together, and they always happen to end their conversation right when they get to the turbo lift and all that (laughs) stuff. But I noticed in this one, this was like maybe the longest walk and talk they do in all of Trek, because they walk down the the hallway, and then they have to cut, and they probably shuffle the set pieces, walk down the same hallway, and they do it like three or four times before (laughs) before they get to the turbo lift. So it's really just from a... Very, my very limited directorial understanding. It's an interesting way that they built that scene to give them time to do it. And I think at one point, uh, a crew member walks past and Janeway doesn't want to be overheard. So she pulls Doc aside and says, All right, you want the truth? I think I'm in love with the hologram. And she has to kind of whisper it because there are crewmen around. So it's just the way what she's. What season was this? What scene? It's, it's season, after um, season. No, season. Season. Oh, season. Uh, season six, I think it is. Oh, gosh, it's later than I thought. It's, it's, it's I thought, because any, yeah, any kind of hologram season. stuff, I was assume with, like, um, Paris' early holo program, I actually forgot about, you know. I'm not, I'm not no, the biggest boy. he does boy. all the way up until the very end. I was he just thinking about Doctor's mobile uh, emitter, whether he had it then, so it's yeah. post-season three. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, if, that is actually a really fun scene just because of how uh, technically, because you always kind of appreciate, especially with 90s era Trek, when Trek does something a little bit different with the direction. And someone, yeah, they, they do add a bit of dynamism and they kind of emblemize the, um, the the tug and push and pull of the relation of the conversation they're having by having them walk back and forth and tug each other to and fro and sort of take each other to their confidence and be a bit louder. And it's like, there's a, a nice little bit of interplay here. Like, even if you don't want to watch Fairhaven, see if you can find this justice scene on YouTube, because it's just a really good scene if you appreciate Star Trek. Moving on. We'll recommend Francis Sullivan. So, um, if this was a mega, you have to get your, your crap out of there. You got to have a few crap ones. There were a few of these. I think we ended up with like four two skillers or something, and we're like, "This is going to be a real bad mega." But it's hard to justify can, can anything else. Can I just say the last innovator story. mega? I don't think we've had a two skiller the entire mega for a while yeah like yeah. especially gold the first two, like, really, Omega, yeah. they really pulled back on gold two skillers thank god they probably yeah. don't sell well so yeah. I wonder why as well they shouldn't <laughs> um so we started decided to take some of the uh the sting out of it by at least giving her a decent arena ability you get like a bit of um an attack boost at, at six seconds so you would use her a bit if you were you know, just lying out in the game hologram if we ever maybe get a hologram collection um Probably just plus one on immortalization count for a lot of people, but as an inciting incident for delete the wife, you, you kind of got to get the wife in there for the mega. Yeah. Three traits and that's hologram, three tra human, civilian. This is like I'm surprised. We scoured, we couldn't, we couldn't find more to be honest, because she has three lines in there. She shows up, talks to him a little bit, and then leaves. So. I mean, they give Samwin like a... quite a lot of traits. Like, well, actually, how many traits does Samwin have? He was in it for like five seconds. He has like seconds. ambassador and stuff like that. That's more than Frances Sullivan gets. Like, she is literally in it for three lines. That's what are you thinking, and... Big? Like, Samwin has desperate, resourceful ambassador and civilian. Like, he was in it for 30 seconds. She can have more than hologram human civilian. Well, what do you no. want to give her? Well, yeah. I'm, just I'm just trying to think, you know, maybe... Uh caregiver maybe yeah. romantic but we maybe we don't know if they have kids we don't know if she actually does any care i mean not well, to offend any of our stewards, in the scene caregiver i don't know yeah like in the scene actually um like sullivan and janeway are getting quite interested in each other and then she appears and sullivan almost sort of changes gear a little bit and sort yeah. of is a bit more deferential to her and that's why we decided against romantic because it's like yeah no like th th it's just not enough there and like i feel like that's it's sort of a that's why it's so easy for her to be deleted because she does not have an integral role in the program that's and true. it's very clear that like paris doesn't notice when she goes missing but he does notice when michael sullivan starts acting <laughs> weird uh, yeah, we do have a couple bartenders coming up, but she doesn't actually do any, any of that in the episode, and they don't mention it, so... Mm. I, I'm sure you could add it, but then you have to give her the obligatory medical skill that all bartenders have, so... <laughs> sure. It's good for the soul. Okay, moving on. Heartbroken Sullivan. Aww. So, we both agreed, Michael Sullivan in game is like a pile of garbage. <laughs> And, but he's <laughs> he's a good actor. He's a fun character. Uh, he's sort. Of, 
I mean, if Janeway's the, the headline of the show, Sullivan is the heart of the episode. And so we really want to make sure he could get some kind of good gold variant because he ain't getting another one. So, <laughs> yeah. so this God is nice. it. Yeah, so you, you get a bit of utility. He is set command dip because you really can't justify anything else. Like I know he's a bartender, but we've already... And you could no. do a little med because that whole part of, is about the therapy of him working out his emotions or whatever, but that would be a stretch, and we do try to be accurate. Yeah, no, it's like we, we try to be as faithful as we can to the source material. Not to imply that WLG doesn't, like I said, they've been very good these last few months, but it's a case of being purely about this scene, there is not a lot of medical stuff going on here. In fact, he starts a fight, which is the exact opposite. Do you, do you know what the best um, thing... Sorry, just to interject. Do you, know what, do you know what the best thing I'm loving about wearing glasses is I can now kind of do the sceptical looking over the glasses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you say like... Your homework, Mr. I can also take my glasses yeah. off and I can use them to point. I'm like, no, no, you see here. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> the, the descent to librarian intensifies a pace. Oh. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, you get a bit of utility here to make up for the, the crummy skill set. So you get an accuracy boost, you get some crit bonus, for those of you who are into the thing. And he does have more than three traits. He actually has linguist, because he speaks, I think, um, a bit of Gaelic. If LaRoque counts, <laughs> Oh, does he it? Is LaRoque a linguist? Yeah, he speaks a bit of French, and that's all I needed. Wow! And then you you have that line when uh, when they're reading the books, and Janeway says, "Tell me you don't believe the stories," and he says, "Believe them, no, but I respect them." So we gave him spiritual because that whole section—it's after she modifies him—but that section is sort of him trying to better himself um, emotionally, philosophically. So I think that fits. Hmm. Yeah, I think we were having a bit of a conversation about that because you're like, eh, he's not really like showing a belief in it, but like the fact that he respects him shows that like he's not entirely you know, atheistic in this respect. So, yeah, so you get a crummy. It's it's a mega. You've got to have a crummy set command dip at some point. I and mean, it's he's like, a good one, but yeah, yeah exactly. That's the kind of the aim. If you're going to have a command dip suck, you got to at least make them decent. <laughs> Otherwise, people, why is why am I going to bother? Okay. I don't. I want you to have those big star frame glasses like the elton john one Listen, oh, if, if i wasn't wearing prescription glasses i absolutely would <laughs> otherwise it's just more expense <laughs> i have yeah I, yeah I, uh, moving on uh, oh <laughs> before you continue apollo has a great idea for the mega the the wife comes back and attacks janeway yeah, <laughs> great. revenge of the wife the fifth ship in the skirmish is her head floating in space kind of like the abraham lincoln you know? <laughs> So, next one is Liam. He's rare. For some reason, I've put him as Void 9999999. And I don't really. I, I made this like two weeks ago, and I can't remember why. <laughs> Were we having a joke job, about buddy. this at the time? I forget. I don't know what you. I, no, I, I don't I think know. I think that even that. with that, he must be better than some. He can't be worse than like the, the, the common and uncommon crew. Yeah, I don't know what I did there. Uh, no. Anyways, you were drinking, it, I'm that. sure. Probably. Yeah. And I was at work, Pure I think. fusion fuel. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, he's Pure fusion, fusion fodder, fuel. but yeah. uh, there's a couple trades, hologram and athlete, that are not too big 
they could definitely get a collection down the line. So, <laughs> if I'm being resourceful, had a collection. There is no trait yeah. that's too big at this if point. I'm, if I'm being totally honest, I'm shocked that WRG has kept up the one a month, even more than one a month pace so far. I thought they'd get kind of bored and drop it by now, but where is props to them. They're actually sticking with it. Where is musician? <laughs> we'll get it. Uh, musician. Anyway. Uh, Liam, he's rare. He's collection fodder. He's sec only. Yeah, it's fusion fodder. Fusion fodder. Because we're going to turn yeah, him into the farm wrestling Haven, guys. Yeah. I like the expression <laughs> you pulled for him there. Like the, the, the screen grab yeah. you got from there. That's fantastic. Yeah, you got to have the mutton chops. Like, I feel like if you were going to have this art, you kind of got to... You, you got to show off just like we were talking with Thomas Riker. No. This art must have beautiful mount and bountiful mushroom stuff. So if you're building items for him, it would be his uniform or his outfit. It'd probably be mm. like a beer mug or something, and then yeah. maybe mutton chops would be the which, third which thing. Which crew is it? You can you can build them mustache or eyebrows or something. There is some crew you can build. Yeah. I forget oh, what the uh, too. Can you build Doctor Van Gogh's? Toupee. Oh, it might be the toupee. <laughs> I think you can. I hope it is something like this. That. This might be the might be the crew that challenges Captain Scott in as far as like just pure alcohol building for <laughs> yeah. the crew build. Oh God! <laughs> All of his items need four star alcohol. Yeah, yeah. No, you need good single pot whiskeys at every level. <laughs> <laughs> New player get fucked. <laughs> Yeah, like re revenge of like uh, the Proton Paris for item builds. Jesus. Moving oh, on. God, yeah. Maggie or Halloran? Non cow variant. Yeah, still noted. humanoid here. <laughs> humanoid. By the More way, her, her arena quote is literally the only thing she says in the whole episode. So. <laughs> oh, dear. That's she was also charmed to meet him. That's why she she's looks a very much like um, what's her name from Lord of the Rings? Who Samwise Gamgee is very much fancies. Ah, uh, what's her name? Oh, God, she looks identical. Like same kind of hair, sort of bouffant, and you know. Well, the Shire is basically Ireland, is it not? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Middle Earth. I it's don't know. Shire, you, you live in like... London. I live on the East Coast. Like, yeah, we're as far removed from Ireland as. Any Brits can be. <laughs> That's true. Rosie Cotton says, "Chat." Rosie Cotton, thank Rosie you very much. Cotton, yes, she is the Rosie Cotton. Which is embarrassing since my daughter's name is Rose. But anyway, That's weird. My son's name is Cotton. Maybe we should get them together. <laughs> That's so, weird at all. This might be one of the stars, but please say it's not Dot Cotton. No, it's no. not. <laughs> Christ. Any East Enders fans out there? Thank you. No, don't do this to me. Don't talk to me. So don't. Just don't. Please tell me why she's <sighs> dip command. Because she's very diplomatic to young suitor Harry, despite the fact that um, I think Paris informs him that you know she's got a, a pig farmer husband in the wings with a shotgun, I believe. Yeah, they, as soon as they <laughs> mention something like that, yeah. As soon as they mention the husband, I'm like, oh, we got to give her command now. I think we know how yeah. that works. <laughs> so, yeah. Plus, we already have a one skiller. You can't have two one skill crew in the same mega. That's that's one for trouble. Yeah, so. no, you can't. Guess what? Hologram. You debut this mega with the hologram collection. You'll be glad to have seen her. 
Chad says, give her the scoundrel trait because she was clearly joking when she said she was charmed to meet Harry. Ouch. <laughs> Ow. Dude up here catching strays. He doesn't even have a crew in this. <laughs> Burn. Moving on. Oxenland Neelix. Ever a better candidate for bartender? I have seen not. What'll it be, gentlemen? Wait, like, this... I... is yeah. this? So, what are the stats here? Is this with boost or without boosts? Uh, this is what well, the stars I believe. I usually, <laughs> I believe I usually do them as with boosts. See, when okay, we because eleven fifty base for a super rare is huge. When, yeah, well, yeah, I believe um, that's with boosts. Um, yeah, I mean that fusion Harry crew was somewhere in the okay. neighborhood of that too. Listen, or, when we yeah. first started doing this, stars used to give me the stats, and I used to plug them into a spreadsheet and put, and, and then in the end, I was like, "This is far too much effort. I'll just do whatever stars gives me." So, like, I assume it's right. <laughs> one of these days, I'll give them like one million stat, and you'll just put it in there without looking, yeah, and I'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> I had, excuse me. I had a whole rig roll of like I had a separate fake crew spreadsheet for. I was like, you know what? This is this is possibly too much for fifteen minutes of a show. You know. <laughs> Possibly. Minutes. It just maybe. Possibly. Yes. But anyway, another needed experience. of your lives. Um, with costume. Well, yeah, no. Like with I costume, because like he, he, he puts on appropriate Irish wear despite being a Talaxian. Probably the only Talaxian in the history we, of the Have we never mentioned how Neelix has the most metal bloody mohawk? imaginable i mean look at that, that it's is, really intense and any, anyone in the 80s would have looked at that and gone yeah I, I, he needs like, to be on the set I with mean, adrian for the young ones like this is it's like he he clearly could have been a member of guar without really that much i was gonna say man, it's also appropriate yeah Damn computer right. program neelix mosh pit one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with his feet. Yes. Oh god, not the Neelix computer C B G B Human League, but it's Neelix. Every <laughs> member of the band is Neelix. <laughs> oh, for some people that would be just an absolute nightmare. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing it, and I was just like, oh, so, that thought makes me laugh. So Janus has just, just remarked on, isn't that just where Talaxians grow their hair? Do you think it it's, it's just how all the hair on their body grows? And of course I'm talking about armpits, nowhere else. How far down do those spots go, is what everyone wants to know. <laughs> how far down does that mohawk go? <laughs> uh. So, Rapunzel Neelix is what we want, yes? Mm. But that's Requires some specially made underpants, I think. All right, we've spent far too much time on this, Neelix. He's got a couple traits. He has a collection. All right. Moving on. on. Rings 7. Rings. So this is the height of Irish sportsmanship. Um, I'm, I'm told by, by Star Trek, which would never lie to me. Um, her only scene, really, in the entire scene, in the entire episode is um, playing... A game of rings, which is literally a case if you just throw like little wooden circles onto some rings and see if you can get as many points as you can. Um, and this was actually kind of a little charming scene because usually when Seven is interacting with holograms, she's very direct and very. She doesn't get the point. Like I always think of the Captain Proton, where like you know you have to play along with the thing. Your Constance Goodhart, my secretary, and she just goes over and kills Satan's robot instantly. All right, if I can, she asked herself, oh, yeah. if I can quickly just read these lines 
Like, I'm not even going to bother with the voices. The lines speak for themselves. She's throwing the ring. She's doing real well. And Seamus goes, Saints preserve us. She says, I possess superior hand-eye coordination. That's not all that's superior. The lily and the rose are staging a competition on your face. She says, clarify. (laughs) The fullness of your lips and the paleness of your cheeks. That's enough to make a man faint. She says, in that case, we should sit down. And then Paris and Kim are like, how did he get a date with Seven by saying the lily and a rose are staging a competition on her face? So can it's I, a great I, scene. Can I just say, it's th- very did charming. Rick Berman write those lines? Like, that's... <laughs> no, I think what it really needs is it needs, like, midway through the scene for Worf to, like, bust through with a spear to throw through the middle of the ring. It's like, you're not playing this game right! <laughs> It is not a game. Why do we not have more birthright crew? We are severely lacking birthright crew. Seriously. Yes. Yes. We'll get them. Underrated. We'll get them. Don't worry. We'll get. We'll get Bashir with the sneakers on eventually. Oh yeah. (laughs) Booties. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Booties. Booty. Um, Booty Bashir. Is that, is that as requested by Garrick? Yeah. <laughs> now, can we get like scared? We have scared Scotty. Can we get scared Bashir where he's just like got his arms up and he's like, ah! From, oh, what? Um, from um, moving no, home. I mean, home, yeah. No, just, what, what I really want from that is I, I want justice for like a decent Dr. Soong, have the, the mm, dream oh, world, yes. the dream Dr. Soong, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. crow yeah. wing or whatever, uh, raven wing. All right. All what right. bird was that supposed okay. to Make be? your own anyway. fake crew. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that next time. We'll have, we'll have, a, we'll have an yeah. episode for, um, uh, what is that episode called? Phantasms? No, not that one. The one where he has the dreams and... That's birthright. also birthright. Oh, but well, that's still birthright, isn't it? Yes, of course that's it is. Birthright part one. Part yes. one. Because you forget the birthright is two parts, and of the first it part is, is like fifty yes. percent data, fifty percent wolf, and then the data part just ends, and then it's just all wolf. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Guys. And then stars wakes up. And, uh, and guys, did you know? No, did you know? Recently, we have got a very much fan requested addition to the game. We have our very first Tellarite in the game and it comes Ooh. from hang on let me just put this <coughs> on the screen it comes from the short trek which features uh, android mud and mud doing his things which is actually a fantastic short trek if you've not seen it but features tevran crit the very first tellerite in the game probably not the most famous tellerites there have been there probably i would have thought they'd have put one from the enterprise uh well, like three-parter where they're doing the whole um with Almost the A&R and everything, ran, yeah, 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 the A&R, yeah, that one, or or from Journey to Babel from Journey TNS. to but Babel. But no, we have yeah. Tevran Crit uh, from the short trek episode featuring uh, mud, quite a lot of mud, many muds. Man, All right, is... I I love this flavor text. So, uh, Cap- Captaining the D seven five six, Crit happily attempted to claim the bounty against the scoundrel who had stolen it from him, Harcourt Mud. They threw in a little uh, colorful adjectives there yeah. instead of oh, male Yadarin recreated home, death, destruction. I like they always address Mud as a scoundrel because, yeah, he absolutely is. This is He's the archetype. He, yeah. You know, it's like how, um, you know, uh, Trelane is the prototype for Q, like Mud is the uh, prototype for every other scoundrel that follow him. Like, you know, it, it's, just, it's just a fun character type. I can't believe it took us this long to get a Tellarite. Like, I, I know, know that they're, like, even less developed than Andorians in terms of how much we get seen. Like, only Enterprise actually went into any depth with them. Mm. Um, yeah. But it's 
Even still, I'm kind of gonna, I'm surprised we got like some Drek like um, male Yaldaren or <laughs> you know Etana Joel before we got a single Tellerite who are, you know they're a founding member of the Federation. You kind of would have thought we'd have gotten one card, but here they are, first one. I mean, there's plenty. Of the names. best, the best part about this card, his name is Tevran Crit, and his arena ability is Crit Rating. So, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, That's fantastic. Good. You just have <laughs> to. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> She didn't know that. That's brilliant. I excuse everything else. That's fantastic. However, he is a Tuesday pack, so... Nope. He's basically I excuse good. nothing. That's terrible. He's good for nothing right now, basically. Yeah. He had no collections. Um, all, of his events, all of his events are Discovery and Pilot. And mm. Discovery is dead. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Discovery's basically. Gone. So if you're looking at his other traits, Hunter, Pilot, Merchant... And they could all be something. Like, they're not too huge. They're not too small. Pilots. I feel like at this point, see. we're going to get collections for everything at some point. So, he'll hit on something eventually. I mean, maybe this is one of these crew who uh, idle curses the heavens for not getting them because in three months he's going to be in a collection and he's like the only one he hits doesn't have. So. I pulled one pack and got him. So, oh, But congrats. don't pull six packs. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. Yeah, no, uh, the only reason I like him is for the art. Yeah. So, mm. I know that there are, you have, like, three distinct looks for the Tellarites. Um, you have, like, the original one, which looks like garbage, because uh, it's TOS and they have no budget. The giant um, eye holes where you can yeah. see the face oh, behind. Oh, so <laughs> bad. Like, the, the, there's a reason why the Tellarites never made a reappearance in anything else than Enterprise. Um, and it's really, like, even amongst, like, TOS makeup, it's bad. Uh, the Enterprise makeup is actually really nice, and like mm. it's like it's not overstated, but it's obviously alien. Um, and I appreciate that there's a, a good amount of diversity in sort of like their beard hair. They're basically space dwarves, but like <laughs> they're done in a yeah, yeah, because they're very argumentative, like dwarves. Um, but they're very um, there's a lot of diversity in how they look and how they present themselves. And Discovery, I think, has a decent redesign of them that makes them a bit yeah. more. They look a bit more sort of Middle uh, Earth, I suppose. But do you know? Do you know what? Okay, let, let's let's segue. Something we haven't talked about yet is Star Trek Prodigy because there is a Tellarite in Star Trek Prodigy is one of the main cast, mm. so that might be interesting to see how they move that design forward. So yeah, I think when everyone first saw the design, they thought, "Oh, is that a Talak?" Because they talked about the Delta Quadrant. Is that a um, Talaxian? But no, no, it's uh, it's in fact a Tellarite, not Talaxian. No, Tellarite. 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 Uh... Tellarite. No, Neelix is race, Talaxian. Yeah, he's a yes, Talaxian. Yes, 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 right. yes. People are thinking he's a Talaxian, but no, he is in fact a Tellarite because they look very similar in that kind of sort of shade of artwork. But anyway, please carry on. Well, when you simplify the uh, the art style, anything can look like anything, uh, really. Yes. Um... Oh, shade throw, <laughs> shit. We can have arguments <laughs> about Prodigy now? No. Oh, I like Prodigy's art style. In fact, um... I wanted to talk about uh, this a little bit earlier, but. Um... I was reading the uh, an interview that uh, Kate Mulgrew put out with, um, I think it was like one of the Trek fan websites, and it was talking about like the development of hologram Janeway and how she's going to be um, basically the distillation of Janeway's best and some of her worst qualities. Um, <laughs> oh, and oh. I appreciate Mulgrew talking about that and the process of um, you know how how possessive she is of the character and how much like, she's like you know, she's going to like some Delete people more the than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well there, there was literally a line where she was like she's gonna respond better to some crew than other it's like okay that's a 
Tell her that sounds too much like two Vix. Kill it. <laughs> Delete the orchids. Um, so you're saying some, you're some kind of hybrid between two races. Mm, can't stand that. You know, I, I do like those. Old, it reminds me of those old adventure games where, depending on what class or what race you pick, the text options will be different to you. Mm. Or, or like you'll have more charisma if you uh, against different races if you're this race or whatever. So. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. The actor for the Tellarite, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, Jason Mansukas. Uh, if you look up the Prodigy Tellarite and, and the actor side by side, he looks more like a Tellarite than the Tellarite <laughs> in Prodigy does. Oh, so. yeah, because he's from uh, Brook. No, what is he from? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's in a lot of stuff. I thought that was what yeah. it was. I haven't seen it, but yeah. yeah. So, anyways. Are we finally going to get Tellarite development on Star Trek? Maybe so. Like, I'm, I'm, I can't be slighted for that. Because the Andorians had their go, and it's like... I also... It also reminds me of one of the things I did actually adore about Picard, where they clarified that, hey, look, there's an actual reason why you, know, you have your two sort of like Romulan variants, and it's because they come from different parts of the planet and they look different, because of course they look different. Monocultures are stupid. So in the <laughs> Not last... all Klingons are the same. Not all Romans are the same. In the last year or so, we've gotten EM3 Green, Chivalene Mares, Sword, Captain Tribble, Shuffed Captain, Kukulkan, Spock, and Ichaya. Mm. And that's like more than the previous four years combined. Yeah, um, where it was like Commodore Robert April and... Thielen? Alikom, um, Thielen, Thielen, yeah, yeah. a few of them. And, and Ben did say things are moving in a positive direction with Lower Decks, which... You know, not to tell him how to do his job, but if you come out and say that, you better it better be moving in a positive direction. You can't just drop that and then go, oops, I guess it fell through. So I'm assuming at this point we'll see some lower decks at some point, um, but this run-up of, of more TAS crew, when it's obviously not the most popular series out there, Makes me think. You no, know, see, maybe he's they're... gonna. It's 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 lower decks crew, but it's just gonna be like Lavelle's and uh, you know, Cito Jacks. Cito Jacks is all the way down. Oh, we're working really hard on lower decks. That one episode from TNG. Dude, they they should say we're doing a lower decks mega, and then just bring out like four versions of Lavelle and and the bartender guy and whatever. Yeah, that'd be great. I have no words. I literally don't have. I have no words for what I would feel if that happened. <laughs> elaborately constructed hoax on Idol. I'd be here for it. I'd be delighted. And uh, it would only be known when the art dropped. Just like loads. Like, all the text would have to be like this. Could be like about Mariner, and then it's just like it pops up. It's Lavelle. <laughs> or it's a Mariner, but it's like somebody dressed up as like a Gordon's fisherman or something, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Shatner went to space. <laughs> did he? He did. Can he stay there? It's <laughs> good about that. Yeah, dude, I cannot right. tolerate one more dumb uh, red shirt joke with him sitting there in the gold uniform, that's and so the other bad. members in red are like, "Ah, oh, that's funny." Stop making those edits, please. So the reason we put this into the show notes was because it's quite notable that I have been on record saying that Mae Jameson, who plays uh, Lieutenant J.G. Palmer, she's a bloody astronaut, you should pick her up. And people are sort of going in and saying, well, no, Shatner's been into space, he's an astronaut. Well, no. They actually changed the the, the definition of astronaut. Did they fucking Bezos really? Space. Did they fucking yes, really? Yes, they did. So that he is not an astronaut. Oh. So Jeff Bezos is not an astronaut. Thank and you. 
vis-a-vis yeah, yes. Shatner is also not tourists. an astronaut. Not to take away yeah. from what Shatner's done, because what he did, he went up there and he, you know, I watched the footage and he had a genuine reaction from being in space and coming down. It was absolutely brilliant. I love the fact that he went up there and it was, you know, the first Star Trek alum to be up in, you know, the upper atmosphere and into space to see what it was. True. Living. It, it's it's important to make that distinction yeah, yeah while exactly. currently living good old good old um, jimmy doing you know, uh, yeah of course, course. Of, course <laughs> of course yeah but you know and he had a very you know it's absolutely fantastic and i was rooting for him and uh, fantastic he went to space but he is not an astronaut and neither of anyone that went up into that kind of not bed jeff bezos is not an astronaut you know so you know we still only have one astronaut in the game not that i'm precious about such things you would never be no, precious of course not no you know, I have to say, I do adore the idea, and I feel like it's like um, a trope that's a trope that's like truth in television, like as it were. Uh, and it reminds me of that moment in First Contact, uh, where you have that um, all this development for Cochrane, where he's like, uh, money grubbing, he's completely cynical, he's like a drunk, he has no ideals, he hate he he doesn't even like to fly, he takes trains. Um, <laughs> And then you have that moment where you, you do the warp flight and then they do that turnaround and through the cockpit he sees Earth and he has that moment of realisation. And it's sort of like, you can like basically like track that that is the moment that he becomes actual Zephyr Cochrane. Mm. And I like the, uh, I love the idea, like the idea that there is something in the human soul that responds to that reminder of how small and precious and beautiful the earth is and the effect that that has on your psyche. Mm. Um, I feel like William Shatner's ego probably could have used that earlier in life. God. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you, saw, you know, you saw his reaction, like, yeah, every, everyone's sort of looking, you know, he's looking out the window and he's sort of amazed and he comes down to earth and he's trying to convey the emotions. He's responding off as Jeff Bezos, like, bring on the fucking champagne. And he's just like, my wife died. She was an alcoholic. And, you know, he's just like trying to convey, like, this is how much it meant to me as a person going into space. The probably the most humane we've ever seen Shatner in his entire mm. life, you know, other than his albums. Like, it was... Well, when yeah. he was hawking promise butter, he was pretty sincere, you know? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Marjorie, not butter. Yeah. I mean, no one can speak for the humanity of TJ Hooker, but there we are. <laughs> uh, no, I can't I can't say that I followed any of it. The discourse, it just didn't interest me, but my initial and maybe only thought on it was he was, I don't know, maybe he was the right guy to go up there. I would have gone with Nimoy had he been with us. Mm-hmm. Um Nichelle Nichols. I mean, not, yeah. Shatner would not have been my first choice, but since he is iconic, you know, it's, to be it's fair, a nice of, nod to Star Trek. Of all the remaining TOS cast, for all his flaws, he is still the most, you know, he's 90 years old and he's still doing this kind of stuff. That is remarkable. You know, Nichelle Nichols, bless her soul, she is not in the best mental state at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, Walt Koenig, who could possibly be the other option. Um, George Takei. George Takei, yeah. But I don't think he's the most mobile at the moment. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he's still acting and stuff. It, it's, it's just yeah. going to be yeah. rough when we lose him. Because we all yeah. felt every single one that, that was lost so far. And yep. Yeah. 
Anyway, well, I don't want to bring it down. Appreciate the time we've got with them, I suppose. Appreciate the time we've got with them. Okay. Absolutely. The chat poll would eating a Tellarite be considered kosher? Uh, the choice <laughs> replicated <laughs> Tellarite. <laughs> the, winning <laughs> the winning choice was replicated Tellarite meat. Thank you for voting what? in chat. Do you guys even pay attention to our stream? No. Not when it's garbage like that. What the <laughs> fuck? That was. <laughs> We had to settle a chat debate, all right? We did? Replicated reheated Tellarite meat is the way to go. All right, so anyway, we bring up uh, Shatner because it does tie into next week's event, which I think, judging by the clock, we should end on. We very mm. much should. So ne next week's... Nor should you. Jesus Christ. throw me bloody yeah. kosher Tellarite meat. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> next, I can't even get my commands to work. You've broken my entire. No, you have, in fact. Oh no, I need. You just button. have to prepare it in a separate space. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, you know we we should cook up uh, some very special polls for next time Ben is on, <laughs> and see if we can get Chad in on a little bit of fun when when he's with us. Ruffle just Kirk. to see the looks of horror on his face as as we go along. It's like, what? No. Ruffle Kirk. <laughs> Delicious. Yes, you don't know what's in it. Alright, Raffle Kirk. Raffle Kirk is this week's flashback reward who you can win at the rank of one five hundred. An absolutely fantastic Voyager, a Kirk variant, uh, an absolute monster of a man, even if his art is not entirely accurate. Gentlemen, please. Dude, we're standing. As indeed. No, not another art rant. Come on. No, no, no. We're not going to, but we will uh, indeed talk about, guys, why should I rank for this event as to finalize this week? Uh, finalize this week's show. Would you go How for. How many pant is that beer? Eight pant? Eight. So two, every, every can is two. I've just had two, okay. four, six, eight, ten pant. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, I mean, are, are we agreed? Is, is there a better Kirk variant than Wrathful? Um, by technicality, reunion Spock and Kirk. Reunion Spock and Kirk. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, you, I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. All right, is um, there a better Kirk variant that you can get right now? Pound for pound, Roman captive Kirk as a purple is very good. I, I would. Well, true. Mm, I would. I would put some love out for Labor Kirk. He, he has a more unique combo. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but Jerry Rigger, would, that's inspiring. So, but would that show up as much in Kirk faction events? If I was, that's if a I point was, actually because security is like um uh, the highest rated skill for faction yeah. events. So you, he is. You know. If I was starting an account tomorrow, I would take Survivalist Kirk over them because Arena and Gauntlet uh, with one star, and then as you add stars to him, he can be useful in other areas too. Hmm. I mean, I, I I would give you that. Uh, yeah. I mean the but I I feel like Big has a point here, which is that Ruffle Kirk is like a purple blend of. He is an iconic crew, and he is an absolute banger with a massive bass, a great voice score, and they even had the decency to give him an edge tertiary so that he stands out just a little bit against every other fucking variant. I appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot. It yep. matters. It genuinely matters. Um, yep. And he's got a collection to boot, and it's a hard one, and there are a lot shittier crew in that collection. Oh, yes. Um, and he's not even got completely standard traits. He's got um, Marksman and Explorer, which are like, I could see Marksman getting even a Mega or a Collection. Like, you could have some kind of 
oh, the galaxy shooting competition or like some kind of war has broken out. And you need all your best warriors. Like I could see a fun mega themed around that. And Explorer we've been toting for a while now, especially with resourceful dropping. I could see an Explorer collection. Uh, funnily enough, Kirk's event count just for characters, not counting traits or anything was like 20% higher than any other character in the game until this year. He hasn't had a single event this year. The one event he did have was the Explore bonus from the Captain's Oath. So those little traits do help uh, tide you over in the middle of droughts. Um, backtracking to skill set, they could have easily said diplomacy for the reunion with his son and his ex-wife mm. and working in those storylines. So I've, in fact, I think that probably fits better than engineering Please don't go back and nerf him. But uh, the fact that they gave him edge really works. Like you said, he's so great on voyages, and because of those, all those uh, events, all those faction events, number three security base, great, the best security seating or the best um, seating options for events. Like for a, a voyage event combo, he's just about as good as it gets. Yeah, um, I also have to point out. Um... So I, I do appreciate this. I, I imagine you guys also will to a lesser degree. Um, I absolutely adore the Wrath of Khan excursion jackets, like the away team jackets mm. that they wear here. I think that yeah. they look so cool and warm and functional and useful. <laughs> and it's like the kind of thing that you you don't see like Star Trek really use have like good yeah. away team gear until like discovery again like these jackets i would wear that jacket no, not only is it true. stylish but it's useful um i'm still waiting for um like away team so mccoy because like that'd be cool <laughs> so it does have a lot of pockets you could say. fit so many chocolate bars in those pockets <laughs> so Ch chad is asking yes this is a lead into a skirmish where the other featured mm. crew are yes. jodmos and cadet wesley crusher do have yeah jodmos up there Jodmos is a great crew to grab. Like, if you haven't got him, he is in a lot of collections. He is a Cisco variant. He will shuttle. Like, I didn't want to talk much about him this week, but if you're going to grab Jodmos and you don't have him, now is the time. He is a collection magnate. He is a Cisco who gets events. He is. He's not quite yeah. as long a good Voyager as he used to be, but like, you, know, you still use them on Voyages if you're still using purples, absolutely. And mm. you would thaw him for faction events for the longest time because you're basically your direct upgrade from him is high roller Cisco, and that's saying something considering that guy's the number one sec base. You know, yeah. that's, that's high praise. Um, but before we finish off, and I don't want to talk about Wesley Crusher because no, I don't want to. Um, because you've talked about um, what are you doing? Uh, of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that he yeah. does have fantastic art also um, Shirepoint points out that you know we have this amazing Ralphal Kirk and we ha he has his counterpart Ralphal Khan who's you know, old and arthritic and you know, not so good and then you have young Khan who's like you know a decent four star variant <laughs> and you have your three star um, and we, I feel like we could use a real banger of a con card because he is the arguably the most iconic Star Trek villain up there with the Ball Queen, probably in terms of sheer recognizability. Um, and I have like you know, there's two candidates. There's the really cool um, desert gear that they wear on SETI Alpha Five. SETI Alpha um, Six. <laughs> guess what? I made the same mistake Starfleet did. Um, That'd be a cool variant. You could do a really good job on that because that's the iconic art that's on all the posters. Um, or you could have this variant where he's wearing sort of like your like um, okay. your utility jumpsuit. 
Like I feel like like a young like Ricardo Montalban. Like you could do a, a decent variant out Definitely of that. Don't open that box there. Don't rip it too fast. You'll lower the value. You had me at young Ricardo Montalban. Like, give me as much as that as we can get because he was fantastic. Can we? we And if you want to go with a Fantasy Island Originals variant, I'm on board for that. Oh no, I was thinking a a Timelines Originals variant of Naked Gun Ricardo Montalban from where he's in the suit because he's in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's in the smart suit and he's—is it Naked Gun one or two and a half? I forget which one he's the villain in. I'd be okay with like a temporal agent Khan, like yeah. and he's dressed up like Gary Seven type yeah. thing, like a real shark dresser type thing. No, that'd be <laughs> fun originals actually. I don't think the, anyone would mind that if the art was good. The shipability is rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we we used to quote that in my house growing up all the time. That was those commercials are so hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that one was for WRG Ben. Watch this segment. And give us a new con, please. God, yes. I beg you. We do need some new <coughs> And please, for God's sake, don't get that Calvin license and give us. Um, Sherlock Holmes Khan, please. Not Benadump Cumberlump Khan, no. Um... <laughs> Benadump Cumberlump? Is that Cumberlump, Tumberlump. Yeah, it's you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. I can say it properly, but that's the, that's the joke, isn't it? <laughs> he just knocked down any Cumberlump. <laughs> ben- Benadryl Cumberland Sausage Khan, yeah. Okay. <laughs> On that note, I believe it is time to end this wonderful show. I have had an absolute fantastic time tonight. Thank you, Auto <laughs> Stars and Big, for joining me tonight. Thank you, everyone in chat, for coming this week. Thank you for everyone listening. If you can find our, if you missed this, if you are listening late on the podcast, you can find all our shows on the YouTube channel. You can watch us live on Twitch at the usual times that we post on. Join our Discord, please, if you must. Um, if you must. If you must. Wow, wait a second. <laughs> I guess, whatever. If I have to interact. I'm a busy man. Uh, any final thoughts, <laughs> gentlemen? Thank you for coming along, Big. We appreciate you. Really you don't get big. enough of you. By the way, his... I Sorry to break the fourth wall, but he has to rig it up because of the setup of his house to stream from his phone, which has like two hours battery. So when we go long... His quality drops. That's our signal to end the stream right yeah. there. So. Yeah, that's a, a fun game to play along next time I'm, I'm on the, the show. When my headphones come get your off, timer on. Yeah. that's when I have to unplug the uh, audio interface and plug in my charger because my phone is about to die. So that's, yeah. that explains the change in quality of the audio. And this yeah. show's about to die. So thank it, you. Not the change in quality of host. Thank you for coming along. Ago. What are you talking about? On that note, that's goodbye from me and goodbye for everyone else. Thank you very much for joining. We will see you next time. Ta-ra!